Ladies and gentlemen, why couldn't it be Follow the Butterflies? For this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, why couldn't it be Have the Butterflies Follow You instead? Yep. How about yep. that? <laughs> I agree. I'm looking at you, John Favreau. What the hell? <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Conversation anyway. Hello. Hey there. Hi. <laughs> I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm Wayne Stellini. <laughs> I'm a fully content manager. Donald J. Trump. <laughs> the election to Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. is no longer the president. <laughs> and I'm a Mark Lister. Crab Raven. <laughs> and. You are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Oh, yes. Yeah, you are. Yes. Hello. You see, I sped it up so we don't get dinged by the copyright police. <laughs> <laughs> the man thinks ahead. Very clever. Yes, he does. Oh, boy. And also, it was left over from the last time I was watching something at <laughs> double speed. <laughs> it was a happy accident mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes. Nice. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what a week. It has oh, been. it's been a week. Ladies and gentlemen, um, shall we check in with the lovely Folia first? How is Hi. your week, my dear? My week has been pretty good. Uh, streaming as per usual. Um, or the one major thing that's happened to me this week is that uh, I started my new job. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, my goodness. The JB family in really welcomed me, and I was. Good. Um, I was very happy to be there and learning all the the new things uh, that uh, that I'm kind of used to because I've worked in a sales position per se with the family, but not in a retail environment, I suppose. So <laughs> um, it was it was interesting to say the least. But once I got into it, once I learned how to use the PDA, once I <sighs> I got the understanding of you know, the floor and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, it was just really smooth sailing. I think it like, uh, I wasn't, um, what's the word? I wasn't nervous to go up to people and ask if they needed a hand. Um, people, you know, customers would come up to me and ask me questions about certain products and I'd be like, Oh yeah, here, I can help you with that. And I was confident with it. So, (laughs) um, uh, yeah, my, and my, and I've made, Quite a few sales, so I'm very happy with that for Yay. my first two days. Have you met Karen yet? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is uh, your previous job, tr- previous job sort of seeping through? Like, <laughs> you know, you just want to spear tackle like, no. anyone who's like, no. no. Wait, wait, heavy trigger. wait for Black Friday or Boxing Day, you'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I'm not sure what to expect for that, but... Um, <laughs> 
the JB staff are already pre-warning me. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> They're fun days. They're fun days to work. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, just learning, learning the ropes. It they the first the first couple of days have been a bit quiet though, um, which I suppose for me is good because I'm not getting overwhelmed too much by the amount of customers that need help. Um, so I started Friday morning, so I got to. Um, sit in on the morning meeting that they have before they open the store. And then, uh, yeah, um, just got straight into it pretty much. <laughs> the JB staff were very helpful if I had a question. Um, they were all very um, resourceful. So I was uh, I was happy to be surrounded by good people. <laughs> Yay, that's good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's this has pretty much been my week. I managed to squeeze in um, an extra stream on the, my usual Saturdays, uh, knowing that I was going to work, I had to, yeah, <laughs> I had what to stream the hell? early. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. Yeah, what the <laughs> hell? You, you, you decided to play Mario Kart 8, which you specifically said you'll stop playing that because uh, you, you weren't very well at it. And in the meantime, no, 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 no. I actually bought it so I can actually play with you. And then when you decided to play, I was at work. I didn't say that I was going to stop playing it for that reason. I stopped playing it for the reason because of my second Switch and I wanted to play more Animal Crossing. That was the reason why I stopped playing. But because the shift that I ended up with this weekend fell on the Saturday and started earlier than I expected, I decided to give my viewers the opportunity of a stream that was going to be short and sweet and so I thought Mario Kart is perfect for that. So... The kids are squabbling, what... Kendall. The kids are squabbling. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. Now, if you don't stop, we'll take Mario Kart 8 <laughs> away from you. But Mom... And you won't get it until after the podcast. Yes. <laughs> you keep arguing. We're going to just go back to Winnipeg, calling yeah. it. <laughs> And there'll be no Cape Canaveral for anybody. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty much been my week. Um, Yeah. How about yourself, Wayne? Yeah. uh, Look, I've been back to work. So uh, it was was actually nice to go back to work and to mix with humans face to face. Um, And yeah, just sort of get back, get back into it. Um, During the second lockdown, I did go to work for one day when the shop was closed and that was to help just replenish and tidy up. But, um, if I take that out of the mix, I'd, I'd, I'd been in lockdown for 85 days. So, wow. yeah, so it was, uh, it was nice to get out. It was, it was a bit strange catching a train again. Uh, it's it just, it's, you know, familiar things are starting to come back to me and I've had a few of my customers, uh, come into the shop and just say, I absolutely hate shopping, but it, I was just so happy to actually do it this time because it meant I got to go out and see people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to browse and to actually look at things besides the four walls uh, from where I live. So, yeah, no, so it's, it's been pretty good. A few changes in my shop. So, uh, you know, I'm getting to sell Christmassy stuff as well. But, I mean, people tend to have just a lovely vibe about them this time of time of year. You tend to get extremes in retail. People either are really excited and super nice or uh, a bit grinchy and scroogey. Um, but, you know, the, the ratio works in favour for, for retail staff nonetheless. Most of our customers are lovely. Um, I've been watching a few things as well. 
um, been, been watching a few movies. And um, one of the things that I did watch just this morning actually was a uh, the stage musical version of From Here to Eternity, uh, which, oh. which I watched. Yeah, so um, the YouTube page, the shows must go on. Uh, put that up for 48 hours. So I decided to, to watch that because I'm a big fan of the m- movie, um, which, yeah, which is back in the day. And, um, yeah, the, no, the musical's really good. It goes into more detail. It doesn't censor stuff from the book that had to be censored back then. Um, so it was interesting to, to, to watch these new elements in the story. Um, a lot of queer elements, actually, that were left out of the film for the reason oh, because wow. of where it was made. Yeah, and some sort of... Uh, politically contentious things as well uh, is in there. So, yeah, for those who don't know, From Here to Eternity is set in Hawaii um, leading up to the days of Pearl Harbor. Um, so it's, oh. sort of, yeah, surrounding three three um, three guys in the army uh, who were just going about their things. And it's, it's kind of like a romantic drama. Um, and throwing music into it actually adds a bit of spice. Um, yeah, the musical was really good. If it's still up, if it's still up there, I, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's a bit long, um, and the way the person, the guy who actually filmed it, um, went a bit too cinematic for me. There's some fancy camera angles and camera tricks in some moments. Not there's not a lot of them, but when they happen, it doesn't quite feel like a stage show anymore. So that'd be my critique. But I'd recommend that. Um, but yeah, no, look, have been watching stuff, have been chilling, have been, um, reading a little bit, have been writing a lot, which is really exciting. And I feel like I'm getting back into, back into my routine, um, which is, which is really good. (laughs) So how about yourself, Michael? Yeah, this week's not too bad. Yeah. Pretty much the same. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I know that you and I have been watching some, (laughs) one of the things that I've been watching this week is something you've been watching this week. Well, yeah. <laughs> that I was absolutely glued to my glued to Twitch and and YouTube. Yeah. Because because uh, you know uh, I'm sort of phasing out uh, mainstream media at the moment, and at least with uh, a Twitch stream that I'm actually um, following, actually sort of jumps in between the the ver- various Fox News, CNN, and all that just mm. to have a look at the coverage. Of a particular particular election that mm. is was was around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do, do you want me to get into it or not? I look. I I'm happy for you to say whatever you need to say. Considering last week you were you were telling us and the listeners that you were <laughs> you may not survive <laughs> to Sunday, <laughs> yeah. and you have survived. Yeah. You've made so, it. Yeah, just. Um, <laughs> I had a shower. Does that count? <laughs> always, it always yeah. works in your favor. <laughs> yeah. Considering I only had like five hours of sleep. Yeah, um, that's because mostly because of work, but I was actually like staying up because you know, because <laughs> that's where all the action was happening. Um, yep. yeah, the the American election happened, and yeah, um. Yeah, changing of the guard. <laughs> Woo! Except the old guard doesn't quite want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. It's going to be fucking messy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as I as I said to you, Wayne, it's not over yet. No. No. Not quite. Not... We have predictions, but. <laughs> yeah. 
to the extreme to he's going to go, yeah, I resign. Mike Pence is going to be president and he's going to give me a pardon. <laughs> Which is fine as long as he's out of the bloody house. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, this is the thing, um, not to take too much away from, from your spot, Mike, but um, he's been... That's all right. I was just mostly going to talk about this anyway. Well, um, <laughs> look, pre- President Trump has been planting the seeds for this for weeks, months. Yeah. Because he... He knew he was going to lose. The problem is when you know you're going to lose and you don't like losing and you don't like giving the impression that you lose, you then have to make it look like you didn't lose, but you got screwed over. So as long as he's planting the seed, his supporters will always um, take away the legitimacy of the election result, which is funny because there's always question about the legitimacy of the 2016 election result, right? Um, but irony doesn't exist in this man's mind. But, um, so, so this is predictable. Like this doesn't surprise anybody. Um, and his path of filing lawsuits is also predictable because that's what he does as a businessman because he's, um, had so many projects and developments fail and he's, um, disappointed and has ruined (laughs) a lot of people, um, that, you know, he keeps them at bay through lawsuits uh, and and when you when you're a billionaire, you can afford to play around with the system that way, uh, because it doesn't matter that he's a horrible businessman. Um, he is a brilliant um, speaker, believe it or not, and he is brilliant at um, promoting his brand. And his brand is worth more than um, than his business ever was or will be. Um, and that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Um, and the th- and the ironic thing is, he doesn't lie. No, he said he said he's not going to he's not going to you know yeah. say okay he's going to put every everything in in the way which he has yeah that they build up like this this contention that oh mail in ballots are going going to be like fraudulent mm. and yeah they've been towing this ever since and they they weren't lying about that and and. Certain people will say, "Oh, how can he do that?" Well, he said he would do this. Yeah. So that that's why I'm rec- that's why I think he's not he's not going to go quietly. No. He's going to be t- taking everything down with him. It, whatever direction he's going he's going in is is really up to him. If if I'm if I'm right, he 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 doesn't he doesn't want to look like a loser, so he'll probably he'll probably resign. Mike Pence will be uh, president for the ne- next two months, and then yeah, or the the other other way is he's just going to stay there until until you know come knocking on the door. It's time, it's time yeah. to leave. Well, it, it's it's interesting, right? Because the narrative that's been woven here in terms of mail mail out ballots. It's fascinating because he's been sabotaging them the whole time through by restricting how many post boxes there are. And yeah. then he's been going, telling his his supporters to not to not do mail-in ballots because he no. wants to push the narrative that there's potential for fraud. And so now he is calling foul that more Democrat votes are coming in through mail in ballots. Well, that's what you wanted. You didn't want Republicans to vote via the mail. So of course you're not going to have a lot of mail in votes. (sighs) And they wanted that to, to, to um, reflect that Mm. by having Pennsylvania and all the other red States of saying, no, we can only count the, count these mail in ballots 
after the cutoff. Yeah. The cutoff at, at 8, 8 p.m. Yeah. And of course, it will take extremely long because there's like, like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, like millions, like millions of, of envelopes that they have to open. I mean, yeah. Nirvana, Nirvana, uh, Nirvana <laughs> yeah. was was taking ages because pretty much it's <laughs> it's one of those off off the shoot um, yeah. uh, states where people don't really worry about that. But that was a, but. Turns out for this election, it was one of the pit, the pitiful, uh, one of the um, pinnacle sort of states. Yeah, yeah. That, that actually show, show the election, and <laughs> it was uh, it was under, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't really prepared for for that sort of thing, and that's why it mm. took so long for for the for the count to come in. But he thrives on chaos, though, and yeah, just yeah, anything he, that can that can distract. And, you know, because he uses his dog whistling tactics. And uh, yeah, again, like yeah. I said, I think he's like, even though he doesn't have a good grasp of the English language, he is an excellent and charismatic speaker because despite on what we were thinking and feeling, the Democrats didn't run away with the win. No. It it was not a total blowout. What no. it did do, though, was that it, dro- that it drove more votes than ever seen before with biden getting more votes than any candidate in history so and and any uh, any president elected yeah more votes than any president elected ever yeah absolutely but i mean it's like the the margin of, of votes is 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 not that wide i mean i think the american system of the college like electorate and stuff like that it's insane yeah it's stupid well yeah, yeah. Well, i was watching a video to as an outsider looking in oh yeah yeah but, a lot yeah. Of Amer- but quite a number of americans especially if you're left-leaning thinks think it's stupid too yeah uh, because it's actually it means that your vote doesn't really count if you're in the wrong state for lack of a better word because if you're if you're in a safe seat you're in a safe state then your votes are your votes. It doesn't matter. Your votes yeah. only matter if you're in a swing state. So you can't really say every vote counts in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know, I know some people who are actually in um, in LA, mm-hmm. in uh, California. That they, they were just, they they knew it was going to be a blue blue state anyway. So they were just so instead of um, writing Trump or Biden, they were writing Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Sending> it. <laughs> the donkey votes. I yeah. mean, yeah, it's. Yeah, if you know you're safe in that particular area, yeah. then go, go for it. But if you're in these battleground states, mm. including the Rust Belt, which... Yeah, uh, yeah well, it's yeah, interesting, interesting this, how the Midwest turned as well, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like the, the blue walls back again. Oh. Yes. Well, for four more years <laughs> at least. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But it's interesting and that the Electoral it, College, though, I was watching a video today, um, has its um, roots in racism as well. Like, it was built yeah. to favour the South. Um yeah, because because essentially voting was only for the land holders. Yeah, and that was incredibly problematic because you know mm-hmm. slavery. Yeah, and once they're free, they 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 still weren't allowed to have land. Yeah, and and um yeah they and the years after that it was all gerrymandering mm-hmm. to to fa- favor Republicans basically. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sorry, did we did, have we bored people? <laughs> no, no, no. That was, I, that was a it's a very good discussion. Yeah. 
Um, it's yeah. probably the most political this podcast has ever been. <laughs> Correct yourself, the Kendall. Most civil it's the too, most political you've allowed this saying. podcast to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes, because because the the election crossed over into pop culture this it week, did. so I, I feel like we can meet in the middle. It did. We, well, it's a reality show, isn't it? It's all been a reality yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and America got renewed. It didn't get cancelled. No. So yeah. We're okay. Yeah. If Wayne, if you were here last week, we would probably be more screaming. And yeah, I think. So. <laughs> So I think probably it was a good thing. We were more subdued instead of playing hyper, bouncing hypotheticals off one another. Yeah. <laughs> it's like nah. Um, if you're left leaning, you haven't you haven't really won anything. You just no. survived. Yeah. It's all it's all to do with Georgia and the states. Yeah, I mean uh, the Senate. Sorry. Well, yeah, the Senate's going to be another thing. It's. I was thinking about this that in Australia, the general rule with with elections is that you know you never vote a government in; you only vote governments out. So you only keep them until you can stand them. But in the states, it does seem a little bit different, um, mm. especially. And it's interesting because they do have that two term policy. Um, so yeah, but this definitely seemed to be a backlash against um, the des- the uh, the divisive nature of of the president um yes and no yeah i mean it's combination of things i mean he's um he got more votes than he did in 2016 so yeah they could like trump may be gone but trumpism is still alive and well and it's oh we got it's going to be another four years to stamp that shit out if not more i mean there's Mm. yeah i mean like whether uh you know it's funny though because you've had barack obama i think he's his presidency caused a divide, but that yeah. was not his intention. But no. it, his like the Black Lives Matter movement actually started it when he was in office. Yeah, and that's so, a that's a tricky thing for him to walk on, you know. To that's, yeah. a, that's and he, he kept away really from it. Anything. Yeah, he kept away from it, which was politically smart to some degree, um, but also a political hindrance as well. But yeah, it's interesting though. You've had somebody who didn't want to create a divide, but it just happened. And then you've got somebody who endorsed it and put fuel to that fire. Uh, it will take a generation to stamp it out if only the momentum is less, um, you know, less populist politicians and demagoguery. But, um, but yeah, so well, let's let's, yes, let's, let's leave the pop culture figures on TV, don't you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, but um, yeah, Mike. Anything? Anything else other, apart from the election? You want to talk about in your in your week that was? I watched a SpongeBob movie. Which one? Uh, the new one that's on Netflix. Uh, Sponge on the Run. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It didn't really do anything for me. It just, like a healthy poo, it just slipped out. <laughs> it went in and slipped out. But did you feel good afterwards? <laughs> I felt empty. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind. Of, it's kind. Of, yeah, that's what the election was. It was twenty twenty having having a fucking <laughs> having the runs. <laughs> no, not really that. It was stu- It was. It was a. It was a stubborn shit, and then we yeah. took a shit, and that now, now we don't know what to do with ourselves. And now you're like better out than in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we shit out the shit. <laughs> the orange shit. Oh boy. Yep. What about you, Kendall? Have you shooting this week? <laughs> well, not to talk about politics again, but I am I'm very, very happy that uh that Trump is out of the White House. So that's uh, Hey, hey whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not I wouldn't it's go not, that far. Yeah. Well, yeah. But think of the memes. We're gonna lose all the memes. 
Uh, there'll probably be all new memes. Although this week, this week has been a, a feeding ground for memeage. Mm. Like I, I have never seen um, so much of my entertainment this week has come from being simultaneously following the election, and uh, I am so glad and so thankful that I finally caught up on Supernatural in time for this moment for you, <laughs> <laughs> especially. Because cause Supernatural broke the internet. It actually tweeted above, like, it trended above the election. It was, like, number one trending. Wow. Um, yeah, for half a day. <laughs> <laughs> Has the series ended? No, it, end, it ends next week. Oh, so but, it's um, a pen, penultimate episode. So it, it's it was the penultimate looking episode. Looking like it'll trend some... again <laughs> this week. Yes, yeah. it may or may not. I don't know much about it, but I think that my research on it uh, it it did a Star Wars. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, kind kinda, I guess. And do we like that? <laughs> I liked it. A lot of people didn't. <laughs> so it was like a Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was like a Raylo. Okay. It was like a Raylo. Yes. Yes. But anyway. Um, so yeah, so I was basically on, I almost didn't go to bed on Friday night cause like I was just Tumblr. It was just like Mandalorian, freaking Supernatural, freaking rumors about Putin resigning. <laughs> when, when is Biden going to win? Like hurry the fuck. Like it was so funny. I had a blast on the internet this week. So thank you world I'm for sure, entertaining me. I, I'm sure that Russian thing is, I think it's just Putin putting it on. <laughs> yeah well 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 said yes you're correct um <laughs> apart from that um yeah i've i don't know what else have i been doing this week um yeah i didn't really do too much apart from work and yeah like live on the internet um watched a bunch of stuff i can now officially say my uh journey through the stargate has come to an end oh. I, I finished i finished stargate universe this week uh and i managed to do 10 episodes in one sitting because on tu- yeah on tuesday just gone i i watched half of season two of stargate universe which is the last season because i was just like i have i have this day off i'm just i'm gonna get it done and it was also it got like it got really really good so i was really depressed when it ended because i was (laughs) like oh now there's no more um may have to go on to something else that's okay yes well i have which is I, I I I started Shit's Creek. <laughs> and I'm freaking loving it so much. Like it's 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 comedy gold. It's the writing is so good. Like the writing is so good. I can I'm real I can really see why why it's getting all this critical acclaim and such a fan following and online culture following. Like it's it's really really wonderful. So I highly recommend people watch it if they haven't checked it out. But and I literally cannot pick a favorite character out of the the Rose family because all of them have just all of these traits that I adore. And I I yeah, you couldn't make me pick a favorite. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. I'm I'm like, oh, towards the end of season two at the moment. Gosh, I think you're overtaking me, Kendall, by the rate that you watch them, because I've slow burned through things. So you'll finish it before I do. (laughs) I'm a binger. Yeah, I'm a a binger. I I eat it up. I eat it up. 
Um, but yeah, so that's really, really good. Uh, and then two, I watched two films I wanted to mention quickly. Uh, the first was um, Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Ah. Which hey! just, just got added to Amazon Prime in the past week and uh, I've been dying to watch it. Uh, I really wanted to see it at the cinemas, but it, that didn't end up happening. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was great. Like it's it's basically just uh, one cameo to another cameo to another cameo and nerd references and stoner references and just a whole lot of fun. Um, and <laughs> there was... I don't know. There was a. I don't want to spoil it in case any of you guys watch it, but there was a moment in it. Mike, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Okay, Ben Affleck, man. Yeah, <laughs> there that was whole a, scene. That whole scene was great, but then you know the the thing that got me, but not not in an emotional way because that scene was awesome for that reason. But he he looks into camera. <laughs> oh yeah, that. And makes <laughs> he makes a reference to. Uh, to the Martha moment from Dawn of Justice, and <laughs> I, I just about collapsed I, into a ball of laughter. It was the funniest thing. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah. So even Batman thinks it's stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was comedy gold, so um, yeah, I really enjoyed myself watching that. And then uh, the last film I wanted to mention before we move into the week that was in the nerdy news, um, I checked out another thing on Amazon Prime, uh, a documentary uh, called Never Surrender about one of my favourite films ever, Galaxy Quest. Um, I have seen that too. Yeah. You, you watched that as well? Yeah. I was smiling from ear to ear the whole time. Like, my God, what a pure... Just, yeah, it's so good. Like, it's a Talking Heads doco, so not everyone loves those. But it was great. Like, they had everybody. Like, they pretty much the, the entire uh, cast um, obviously sends Alan Rickman. May he rest in peace. Uh, they did a lovely little tribute to him in it as well. Uh, that was very respectful, and I teared up a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, but then, you know, they talked to, yeah, the whole cast and the, the, the director and the, the screenwriter and all the producers involved and, and other pop culture notables like Greg Berlanti and Will Wheaton and, you know, just talking about the Star Trek influences and, and references as well and, and how Galaxy Quest kind of came at the, the dawn of Comic-Con culture um, and, you know, is a big influencer in that way as well. And yeah, it was really, really, really good. I loved it. I love Galaxy Quest so much. It's just mwah, an amazing film. Um, but yeah, so if, you, if you're a fan of Galaxy Quest and you're listening, check out Never Surrender. It's, it's awesome. Um, all right. I think that does us for our wrap up on our week that was. So let's check in with the week that was in the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is uh, nerdy news time. And we are going to start off by paying tribute to three icons that departed this world this week, starting with uh, an Australian TV legend, Jean Little, 
passed away this week at the age of 82. Um, she burst onto the scene, uh, I think in the seventies on the Mike Walsh show. Um, and she won a, a gold Logie, which is the top, top prize you can get, um, on Australian television, um, for uh, her participation in that show. And she was just larger and larger than life. And uh, I have fond memories as a, as a kid seeing her pop up here and there on, on Australian TV, um, as her lovely self and just, you know, darling <laughs> all the time. Um, she's just, yeah, she was just wonderful and always brought a smile to my face. So uh, she will most definitely be missed. Um, British character actor Jeffrey Palmer sadly passed away this week at the age of 93. Um, I remember him most as Admiral Roebuck in Tomorrow Never Dies, uh, one of my favourite James Bond movies. Uh, but he is most known for his role with Dame Judi Dench in As Time Goes By, a very iconic British TV series that lasted quite some time. It started in, I think, the early 90s and didn't finish until like the, the mid to late 2000s, which is pretty impressive. So um, he leaves behind an incredible legacy of work, that is for sure, and will definitely be missed as well. And a woman you may not know, by the name, but you will know her by her famous line of Save the Clock Tower. Elsa Raven passed away, sadly, this week at the age of 91. Um, of course, she was the very famous clock tower lady from Back to the Future. Um, that was her most known role, and I really wanted to give her a shout out because all of us here on the podcast are big, big fans of Back mm-hmm. to the Future. And she definitely left a lasting impression giving one of the best exposition scenes <laughs> ever, you will see. <laughs> um, she's just wonderful, so she will definitely be missed. Moving into other news now, in Marvel news, this is pretty exciting. The rights to Daredevil have returned to Marvel Studios um, following the deal, the dissipation of the deal, if you will, with Netflix, um, that stipulated that uh, 18 months had to pass before the, the rights were transferred back from Netflix uh, to Marvel Studios following the ending or cancellation of Daredevil. Um, so that's really, really cool. And also coincidental, a lot of people on the internet are talking about the, the timing of the situation, given that Spider-Man 3 is filming at the moment and it takes place in New York City. And what else takes place in New York City? Well, it's Daredevil. So, uh, who knows? Charlie Cox obviously has not, uh, said anything as to uh, any future reprisals that Daredevil, uh, is probably not... A character t- entirely fit, especially with the portrayal that he he gave uh, on that awesome show. Uh, it's not entirely fitting with Disney Plus, I suppose, but I'm sure they will find a way to make it work. I really, really hope one day we can see him suit up again as Matt Murdock because he was awesome. So uh, who knows? But the that not just Daredevil though too. I should mention that all the other characters that fall under the Defenders banner have returned. So, um, yeah, so Marvel now have a plethora more of characters that they can have some fun with on the big and small screen. So, very exciting. Um, Something not so exciting. Uh, Johnny Depp is in the news this week because um, he, unfortunately, will not be playing the role of Gellert Grindelwald any longer in Fantastic Beasts franchise. 
uh, Warner Brothers asked him to step away from the role uh, following uh, some some legal trouble he's having at the moment, uh, which I will not go into because that's his life and I am not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about the fact that this role needs to be recast now. So uh, very disappointed to see, but Johnny did, you know, graciously bow out and, and said he respects the decision of Warner Brothers um, and you know, thanks everyone uh you know, his fans for their loyalty during this time. And yeah, it's disappointing to see. Um, it's always a bit jarring when, when things like this happen, recastings in major franchises. But um, I, I have no doubt that Warner Brothers will find an incredible actor to replace him. Um, Fantastic Beast 3 is filming at the moment. Um, and they have now pushed back the release to 2022. So yeah. Uh, Stay tuned, watch this space for a casting announcement, probably in the near future. Um, more unfortunate news, both Free Guy and Death on the Nile have been postponed from their cinematic releases yet again, but this time there's no new release dates. We don't know when they're coming out. They have not said. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 is still the one and only blockbuster set to come out in 2020, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or at least in the you know that's not true. Po- post at least in the post COVID times uh, of oh, yeah. 2020. Yeah. I yes. was going to say trolls. But, yeah. <laughs> that trolls made bank. That made that made yes, it did. <laughs> made quite a lot of bank. It's because it did. Doesn't mean it should have. Just saying. Yeah, <laughs> I smell Oscars, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thin race, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty slim. Well, you know. But yes, we will see what happens with Wonder Woman uh, 1984 when that comes out. It's supposed to come out still in December, but um, as soon as Free Guy and Death on the Nile have new release dates, you will hear it here uh, because all of us are definitely looking forward to checking those movies out. I bloody reckon. Cannot wait. And lastly in the news this week, uh, some horror news, which is pretty exciting. Jordan Peele, uh, horror master himself, Jordan Peele, is producing a remake of a Wes Craven film from 1991 entitled The People Under the Stairs. Mm. Um, I, <laughs> I, I'd heard of this film, but I don't really know anything about it. So I watched the trailer f- for the original film and I was like, Oh, uh, this is I. I'm sure this film is better than this trailer because the way the trailer was cut together, I'm like, oh, this is how they used to do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh come it's on, there's a charm. It was, <laughs> it, yeah, a bit of a bit of early '90s charm. Um, but you know, ho- uh, horror master himself, Wes Craven, um, gave uh, gave us that film. Uh, he wrote and directed it, and this is also notably uh, the first remake of a Wes Craven property since his passing. Um, Jordan Peele has not said either way if he's going to be uh, writing the script. He He's not going to be directing. They, they're looking for a director for this project. But um, given that he co-wrote the, the upcoming uh, Candyman uh, remake, which he also produced, um, people are suggesting that he will jump on board. And I, I think that can only benefit everybody if he gets involved in that way as well. So we shall see what happens um, that is all I have for the news this week, guys. Pretty light on, but some interesting things. Fulia, is there anything you want to touch on? Uh, well, the only ones that really stand out to me is Johnny Depp no longer playing Grindelwald. It's it's going to be tough to replace him. 
because uh, he played Grindelwald really well in Fantastic Beasts, and I really enjoyed the way he portrayed the character. Um, so we'll see how who they decide to choose. I'm hoping it'll be someone that closely resembles the look, at, at least, of Johnny Depp, similarly. Um, but other than that, like... You know he's he's having he's having problem personal problems at the moment, which you know it's fair enough. And in terms of Warner Brothers saying, look, we we don't want that being, you know, um, being part of our branding anymore. So um, if it's okay with you, we're gonna have to let you go, <laughs> which is fair enough. Um, and yeah, like hopefully whatever is going going on with Johnny, um, that it resolves quickly for him um without any other issues i suppose <laughs> um and the other thing i'll probably mention is that i am very sad to hear that free guy and death on the nile has been postponed indefinitely so <laughs> because we don't know when they're gonna decide to release it and um as soon as i read the news i was like no come on i want my death on the nile <laughs> i want poro sorry what <laughs> Poirot. Poirot. It's pronounced Poirot. I'm not going to try. So, <laughs> so I, was, I was only half paying attention and I, and I heard Kent and I heard Fulio say, I want my death on the Nile. Are you looking for villages again? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but yes, I just, I was really looking forward to that film and now they're just like, nope, we're going to postpone it. We don't know when we're going to release it. Um, so just stay tuned and damn it. I want that movie. (laughs) (sighs) You're telling me I would, I literally will take anything. Just (laughs) attach it to my veins. Like, (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I'm telling you, what's wrong with trolls? (laughs) (laughs) Where would you like me to begin? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, look, they're the only two real news pieces that really stand out for me um how about yourself wayne yeah quite sad to hear about Jeannie little um this week uh she'd had she'd been having quite a long battle with with alzheimer's so it was never really going to get better but uh for those who grew up watching her on tv uh she was she was quite the character to say the least Mm. um Mm -hmm. yeah so at uh this year's at this year's midsummer festival uh, I had a, a little play that I may have mentioned once or twice uh, playing at an amazing venue called the Butterfly Club. And at the same time that uh, the boy I paid for was playing, a, a show called Darling was playing, and that was about the life of Jeannie Little. Aww. And it was a tribute to her, and it had toured RSLs and things like that, and then um, entered Midsummer Festival. And um, I, uh, I'd wanted to, to see the show, but never never got around because of just the, the conflicts of scheduling. Uh, the show, My show and that show were up against each other. Um, and uh, I'm a director who has to be at every single show. That's uh, not what a lot of directors do, but, I'm, you know, <laughs> since when do I <laughs> do what other people do anyway? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but since that, that run, I've, I, I have had the pleasure of, of meeting the wonderful woman who portrayed Jeannie Little, uh, in that show and um, I, I'll actually be working with her in the near future as well on another project which will be really cool 
Um, oh. So yeah, so uh, who knows? Maybe maybe I could. It's a one woman show, so maybe I could just ask her to do the whole show for me, um, <laughs> just to say I'm sorry. I need this. Um, yeah, so th- that, that that was that was quite sad for those who are listening from overseas who aren't quite aware of who Jeannie Little is. Just imagine uh, um, a really outspoken, out there drag queen. Uh, wearing a rubbish bag, and that's Jeannie Little, and that's why she was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, she was doing it before Lady Gaga, oh, motherfuckers. Much, much, much. <laughs> and I think now I, I did not research this. I'm just going by memory. So, Michael, you might help me out if you know of this or have heard of this. Mm. But I had a feeling that she was approached to work. In the UK, and I've got Doctor Who in my head, but to, she was approached to join a um, an established show, and I feel like it's Doctor Who. I don't think I'm making that up, but um, there was some some issues with her work visa, and I think the the unions in the UK got really annoyed that um, she was being asked to join, and therefore that kind of got stopped in the tracks. So, yeah, so, um, yeah, again, I don't think I'm making that up. I I remember hearing some sort of story like that. So I feel like there was an opportunity for more of the world to be able to appreciate the brilliance of Jeannie Little. (laughs) But, you know. um, I haven't heard anything, but there there has been, like, Australians doing Doctor Who. mm. Uh, even back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I haven't heard of it. So yeah, you're possibly right. Yeah, it could could be a thing. I feel like I've heard that story, but that was quite a while ago. Um, also, Elsa Rafen, I wanted to give a shout out because, as you've said so brilliantly, Kendall, the best bit of exposition and one that we really need for that story to work. <laughs> um, Otherwise, Marty would be fucked. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And I just want to say that her passion for saving the clock tower did more than what she could ever imagine and just beautifully Mm. conveyed and portrayed that. And, you know, she was a character actor who's in a lot of films that we've seen, but I think a bit of a chameleon, we wouldn't necessarily recognise her off the bat. But she's ingrained in popular culture forever um, for wanting to save that wonderful clock tower. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you know, leaving behind wonderful legacies. Um in terms of Johnny Depp, uh, I haven't seen the Fantastic Beasts films, but um, I, I'm always a bit iffy about about people's personal lives impacting what they do on screen. But I know that that is problematic because these are public figures as well. But I feel like we've had this conversation in different contexts with different people yeah. before. Um, my opinion doesn't hasn't changed though. To be perfectly honest. Um, but Warner Brothers will do what Warner Brothers do. His departure will not negatively impact the movie. Um, and I would suggest that his inclusion in that film would not have impacted it either. But they will do what they will do. And that's that's their prerogative. Um, and I'll also be interested to see what Jordan Peele does with the people under the stairs. I haven't seen the film, uh, the original Wes Craven okay. movie, but one thing about Jordan Peele is that he does understand horror and directs it really well. Um, mm. Even though, you know, discussions about uh, about us 
and uh, his other movie, Get Out. <laughs> Almost forgot the title there. Um, should be saved for Fred Watch. <laughs> It'd be interesting. Yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting discussions. Because I only saw Us recently, actually. It's something that I've seen the last fortnight. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And um, he really displays knowing horror conventions in that movie. Um, whether it's a good movie is a different story. But he, had le- I think Jordan <laughs> Peele is really clever in the way he directs films uh, especially the horror genre and again he respects the genre and you can see it in in the in the work that that he delivers um so yeah not a lot of news you're right kendall but some some sort of big talking points there yeah what were your thoughts michael yeah it's sad it's sad hearing there's been a lot of um passings this week uh i would also like to add um uh bones hillman from uh, midnight oil who, who actually lost the battle of cancer today. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's always sad. That's sad. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, Daredevil and all the other uh, X-Packs from Netflix coming back. It will be interesting if they did a crossover, but I'm not really holding my breath if they're going to reprise their roles for that or just recast but you know they're dabbling with the multiverse you know <laughs> there's always a possibility uh, yeah Johnny Depp um, now we've already did our big spill of politics and shit like that but uh, I'm not really going to lose sleep over this because um, I'm sort of done with Harry Potter at the moment so, yeah, and I'm trying to think. Uh, they can always, like, replace... Uh, oh, who's that Who's that actor that replaced Kevin Spacey? Christopher Plummer. There we go. Christopher Plummer can play Grindelwald. That'll be awesome. <laughs> why not? Christopher Plummer's the go-to man. Just, yeah, <laughs> fucking yes, he why is. not? He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and... Movies not coming out. Well, yeah, it's the same that we were talking about last week. There, uh, indefinitely, is not is not full stop. Not coming out. It's just they're, they're trying to find dates, and you know everything's up in the air. It's like we don't know when it's going to come out. I mean, even Halloween, the second well, second Halloween, the the, the sequel to the sequel, the sequel to the sequel. Yeah, you, you know uh, that's going to come out. Uh, next year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Yeah, remake of Russ Craven always gives me a, a good cringe because I've been burnt before. Boom, boom. Um, <laughs> hmm? You're dirty... Sorry, cut out. No, I said you weren't the only one who, you know, who wasn't burnt. Fred, yeah, Freddie yeah. literally got burnt, but I don't know. I feel like the audience was rewarded. <laughs> it was a really good remake. Um, yeah. Well, I did have a good um, concept that I that I quite liked. There's only one thing that I liked when they were doing these sort of nano sleeps where they're still awake, mm. and yeah, I I, I kind of like that bit. Yeah, just everything around it just was shit. Um, just pinpoint it to just that scene where where everything was like f- fluxing in and out of dream, and mm. yeah, I like that. But all the rest is shit. So yeah, and it's. <laughs> It's under the same. It's it's Jordan Pill, and he he he's awesome. And you know, he 
he's coming up he's coming up with good shit i mean even the stuff that he's producing as well um uh, lovecraft country but basically was that that was an interesting ta- take because it it didn't re- uh, lovecraft country didn't really pinpoint what it actually was it was just it was essentially um pop uh, it i don't know what you call it it's it's um it's like it's like reading it's like reading one of those old nineteen fifties uh, comics where you you're not sure what you're gonna get. <laughs> it's it's those sort of, it's those sort of stories, but still in the vein of science fiction and and horror yeah. and, and and everything. So, so you recommend if, Lovecraft, if you like, Lovecraft Country because I haven't seen it. I do actually. I think you would definitely enjoy it. Okay, right? cool. Fully, not so much. But. I add it to the list. <laughs> this ever-growing list that I'll never get through, but it'll get. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 definitely an interesting thing. It, it's like I, it's hard to recommend mm. because you need to actually know the person that you're recommending it to. Yeah, like like Fulia. Uh, well, sorry, uh, Ken, Kendall. I think you might have a hard time watching it of not not really. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm well. I'm I'm game for anything. Say, Kendall, really. Kendall likes and it, a ch- Kendall and I are the same. We always like a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Don't okay. say no to anything. <laughs> no. We might regret no, saying yes, but we'll still won't say no to anything. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. I'm just saying, there's some good shit. <laughs> yes. I, I'm looking forward to checking out Lovecraft Country at some point. Definitely. Yeah. yeah definitely. And Jordan Peele doing um. Uh, the, the the handful of twilight new twilight um episodes that i've seen are pretty awesome as well twilight zone yeah yeah did i say twilight zone or did I just say twilight you didn't drop the zone and i just wanted to clarify <laughs> Thank for you. people listening michael likes well, michael likes his vampires and werewolves it's okay we get it it was fuck yeah, yeah it was twilight before twilight <laughs> uh, when you said twilight people knew what you were talking about is I didn't. Don't you shake your head at me. No, I didn't know what you were talking about. I thought, oh, there's a new Twilight thing going on. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's been done by With sparkling Bill. vampires and shit. Then I would actually watch it. <laughs> <laughs> if they put in the fucking horror. <laughs> True. Like vampires are supposed to be. Oh, don't even. Don't even. <laughs> don't trigger me. No? No, no. I'm sorry that I like vampires with a with a little bit of horror. That's and that there, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's also nothing wrong with trying something different. Fuck you! <laughs> All right, folks, we need to settle this. What we do in the shadows is better. Look, we'll, we'll, we'll settle in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I I agree. I agree with we that. Will, we will settle but... in and watch the greatest vampire movie ever made, The Lost Boys. We will do this. <laughs> we will do this. I still have to watch that. I've got it on DVD. The greatest vampire movie I've ever seen. That's what I reckon. And my opinion okay. matters. Move on, Mike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's basically it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. All right. What about you, so, Kendall? Yes. Well, I think. Do you I like Twilight? Up. Apparently. <laughs> Look, I'll watch anything with vampires in it. All right. Yeah. Let's not. Let's. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. And we're going to leave it at that. <laughs> and we're on. leaving it at that and we're moving on because <laughs> it is time to roll on up to the trailer park. <laughs> Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. He had 
All right, trailer park time. And we have some interesting trailers to discuss this week, starting with uh, the first trailer for the brand new Drew Barrymore film called The Stand-In. Um, I'm not sure about this one. Um, it lost me in like, the, <laughs> it was literally that meme. It lost me in the first half. Um, and then in the second half, I was like, okay, I think I'm coming back around now. Um, but I'm still worried that maybe Drew Barrymore spent a bit too much time with Adam Sandler. Um, <laughs> and not in a good way. Oh um, <laughs> just because I just, I don't know. I love her. I'm a huge fan of her. Like I, she's so talented, uh, and she's so funny, but this kind of seems... I don't know, at least what the trailer was selling, because I have a feeling that maybe the film might be actually better than what the trailer makes it out to be. I I didn't really think it was a great trailer, and it also showed quite a bit, um, probably too much. Uh, a lot of the film was kind of revealed. I don't know. I feel like a lot of us are probably going to share that sentiment. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I th- there's some moments in there that I enjoyed, and I'm I'm always a sucker for like you know one one actor playing you know two roles in the same scene kind of thing. Like I, I I'm always so impressed uh, with Hollywood's ability uh, to do that. It looks it always looks so good, and I, I I love my brain ticking over just how the logistics of making it happen, and you know how the actors have to you know basically film the same scene about. 200 times from both sides just to get everything correct like it's just yeah I think it's a beautiful part of movie making uh, and television making for sure um yeah I don't know I don't know I, I think I'll check it out I I really hope it's good because like I said I love Drew Barrymore but I'm just yeah I'm not really 100% sure which side of the fence this one's going to come down on and I am concerned it's going to come down on the the negative side um but it's an interesting concept the fact that a stand-in would kind of become the stand-in for the actor in uh, real life as well uh, as, you know, uh, not just on the movie set. I thought I, that's kind of a, it's kind of a cool premise. Um, so hopefully they do it well. Fulia, what do you, what did you think of this? Um, yeah, I was kind of like you. It, it started off okay. Then it went into a bit of a lull and then it finished off okay um, I was also a little bit confused as to whether the stand-in character was actually Drew Barrymore until the credits told you it was the both of the characters were her. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Cause she kind of slightly looks different. Um, yeah, they've done, as, as done the, some prosthetics. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, which was interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree, Kendall. They showed a lot in this trailer. Um, and I was just like, well, if, if that's what the movie's about, then what's the point in watching it now? Uh, (laughs) uh, I, I would, I would have liked it if they had of, you know, maybe cut it short, um, or at least, you know, not revealed too much, uh, of the actual story itself. Um, but it's, it doesn't look like a terrible movie. I mean, I understand where you're coming from with the fact that she's been hanging out with Adam Sandler a bit too much. <laughs> um, that's where the comedy's going by the, by the look of it. Um, yeah. But I have a feeling it won't be in the same vein as Adam Sandler films. It's 
definitely going to be her own version of, I reckon. Um, which, you know, Drew Barrymore's awesome when it comes to comedy. I love her. Oh, yeah. She's amazing. She's so great. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, I might watch it. I might not. I'm still a bit – I'm sort of sitting on the fence about this one. So, yeah, I don't know. Wayne? <laughs> At least it's not an Anderson an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? um, yeah. Drew Barrymore is one of those performers who is really engaging. So, like, I'll watch her in just about anything because I really like yeah. her as a screen presence. Um, I'm on the fence about this one. I didn't particularly love the look of this. Um, I did enjoy the premise, like you said, Kendall. I think it's quite it's a relatively original premise and. Uh, we don't get a lot of those <laughs> these days. So, yeah, look, not not super excited about it. What it did show, yes, it did show a lot, but, I mean, it shows enough of, a, I guess, a coherent story that you go, yeah, no, it actually still feels like it's an interesting plot that they're going to explore here. How they go about it, I'm not too sure, and whether it's just going to be more gross-out gags, like how we saw that, that scene in the haystack. Um, yeah. Look. Could work. I don't mind gross out humor. I'm fine with it if it's done well. Um, but yeah, like this one's left me quite indifferent. There, there's pros because Drew Barrymore is involved and it could be quite funny. The premise is quite good, uh, but there's quite a few cons as well. Um, and they're probably all in the trailer, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. So yeah, I'm hoping that it is, uh, as you've said, uh, a, a better movie than what the trailer depicts. It's probably just a horrendous trailer, to be honest. Um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Look, not not overly excited. Not rushing to watch this myself. How about you, Mike? I was tricked into watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I only saw the stand, <laughs> and I thought, "Ooh, something new from the stand TV show that's coming out." And lo and behold, this. <laughs> <laughs> and after the the the, I wouldn't say shock, just the just the the realization that I'm watching something else. I thought, okay, I'll continue, and watched watched it. Um, yeah, it's sort of what. Sorry, I've got I've got the the thumbnail just looking at me. It's Drew Barrymore in in shit, and that's what I think it is. It's mm-hmm. shit. It sells the movie. <laughs> Why? Why is that the 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 only thing that would sell this movie? Is like, oh, you you like people falling in shit? Here you go, there's someone falling in shit. Uh, I, you know, I don't mind the gross out humor. It's just you got to hide it <laughs> and not be the the main main thing that you see. Oh my god. And um yeah, I like Drew Barry more, but I now take this with a grain of salt, but I don't think she's that strong of an actor to actually portray two roles at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh but I don't think that's what they were going for. I, I'm not saying she's Daniel Day Lewis or anything like that, but I, I, I don't know. Um <laughs> he's not sure. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure if I if I want to watch it. If it's there, it's like mm, yeah, nah, not for me, not for me. I mean, I don't I don't like poo poo pooing. I don't 
<laughs> I don't. Li- I don't like poo-pooing like stuff that I haven't seen, but you know, sometimes I like things that I that I haven't seen. And I just keep it in the back of my mind. I mean, I I know for a fact that Megalodon is is the best shark movie ever. And I haven't seen it. <laughs> anything with anything with Jason Statham is always is always a win for me. Look, I just want to point out the Meg, which is the movie you are referring to is a wonderful film and I really enjoyed it. And yes, I appreciated the multiple Jaws references in the Meg and they had me in fucking hysterics. I can't wait for part two. That's all I'm saying. Which is more than you can say for Jaws 2. Didn't mind Jaws 2 either. <laughs> it's a slasher movie on water. <laughs> isn't, isn't that Crystal Lake though? Uh, no, Crystal, no, that doesn't always happen on water. Near water? Near water is... Crystal Lake. Near water is not on water. And, you know, actually not a lot of kills happen in the water, to be, to be honest. You're more likely to have kills in the water in a shark movie, Michael. Just saying. (laughs) Well, Freddy vs. Jason, they, they, it was sort of a kill, the last kill was in, in... Yeah, that was kind of a misfire. Freddy vs. Jason was very problematic. Mm. Yeah. I enjoyed it while it was. It was like, yeah, it was a good mixture. It was just... Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Kendall. So... <laughs> yes, so... They suddenly Literally made Jason, rabbit. like, afraid of water. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like... Anyway, go on. Stupid. Yeah, very stupid. <laughs> Get it? Because Freddy is afraid of fire because that's how he runs. The stand-in will be in um, in in the US. There's no Australian release date, but in the US, it will be out on uh, the 11th of December. So and not not too long to wait for that one. And it cool. Can stay there. <laughs> <laughs> and it will for a, for a six to eight week run. I'm sure. Um, all right, next trailer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suffering your jokes. The stand-in or Wonder Woman? Who knows? Second trailer. Second trailer this week is for an upcoming Netflix TV series um, by the name of Bridgerton, uh, which just looks like the crossover of Gossip Girl and and Jane Austen. <laughs> that that. Uh, no one asked for, but doesn't look too bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm. This is not really my cup of tea. Um, I'm it, like, it's not something I'm gonna be going out of my way to watch. Like, if if people, if the reviews come back good, if people tell me like it's it's worth checking out, then maybe I'll add it to my list. But just, and that's not to say it's not going to be good or, or or this trailer was bad. Like, it just it's just not for me. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, I do adore the fact that um, Dame Julie Andrews is narrating this. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed her voice. I was yeah. As soon as yeah. I heard her voice, I was like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Now all I just need is her saying XOXO gospel because <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what that was. Like it was, it was yeah, uh, yeah. That's exactly what I thought of as soon as uh, she started talking and the little pamphlets were going out. Um, yeah, uh, the costuming looks amazing. Uh, I mean, you know, all period 
dramas are always going to have fantastic costuming, but I love the fact that this one seems to have. I mean, this is definitely a a, a period drama with a with a contemporary flair, contemporary twist to it. Um, so the costuming really reflects that because of the bright colors and the the slightly more I don't know high fashion-y sort of cuts on the dresses and the way they all look a bit I don't know it's 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 nice it's cool it's 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 a it's a different take on that sort of thing um but yeah I'm I'm not yeah it's just it's just not my cup of tea that's kind of all I really (laughs) have to say yeah Fulia uh, what did you think of it um I actually really enjoyed the trailer it was it's kind of like kind of like the crown but without the royalty aspect of it happening um just just drama like it's not not even the crown um Downton oh, Abbey what am is I thinking what you're thinking Abbey Downton yeah. Abbey Sorry. no no I just, was thinking it too <laughs> yeah I was like this oh my goodness the the drama and all this gossip that's going to be happening it, it kind of it's kind of similar to what happened in uh in Downton Abbey and I really enjoyed Downton Abbey f- just for its story. So I'm, mm. I'm guessing I'm really going to, I'm definitely probably going to be enjoying this one as well, <laughs> just because it's another period piece and, you know, English and just, and, yeah. And Georgian. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gorgeous <yeah>. Georgians. <laughs> I am looking forward to watching Bridgerton. How about yourself, Wayne? Yeah, I got the vibes of um, of a scandalous Downton Abbey. More scandalous than Downton Abbey actually yeah. Oh, yeah. is. Uh, I like the aesthetics of this. I like that they've gone for colorblind casting in terms of the figures in high society. I think that's that that's yeah. actually quite nice to see. Um, mm. So I think that sort of makes it stand out a little bit as well. Aesthetically, this looks really good. I have to say though. The music that they chose for this trailer gave me the shits like you would not believe. I just, <laughs> uh, and it's not like I, I don't particularly like that sort of music and I get it. It was, you know, period appropriate or whatever. It just did not meld with what I was seeing and it put me off like you would not believe. So when it was finished, I went to reflect on what I saw, not what I heard. And I thought, oh, okay, this actually looks quite interesting. Um, do you all know if it's a limited series or if it's a full-fledged season? Does anyone know that? Um, I, I'm i pretty sure it's only eight episodes, but I, I don't know if it's like a one-and-done season yeah. or if it's going to be a continuous be- be- one. Yeah, I say that because if it's just a limited season, so if it's eight episodes and it's contained, um, I would I would probably check it out. If it's going to be an ongoing series, the trailer didn't, sell it enough for me to commit to more than uh, you know than 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 a one one sitting uh, for this yep. so i mean look i think there's an audience for it but uh the trailer didn't didn't sell it for me uh, how about yourself michael um yeah um i was gonna i was going to call it mean girls but in, <laughs> in period fashion but I've only seen Mean Girls, so so I haven't seen Gossip Girl. Is it sort of similar? It's like they're writing shit in a book and and they're shitting well, on each other. The pre- the premise of of Gossip Girl, like when it's kind of introduced, is like you know Gossip Girl is this p- woman who's narrating over each episode because she runs a blog, 
that mm. all the people on the upper we- upper east side, upper west side, whatever they read. And so he- this trailer has Julie Andrews being this gossip girl like figure narrating this like you know thing that she's writing about all of these people that they're all reading. So that just kind of that parallel just really came to me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what can I say? It's not it's not really my demographic. But you know, it might be interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I can't really talk talk much about it because yeah, I do I do enjoy um period pieces like set and the different sort of variations on it. Uh and this one particularly because, you know, it, as you say, Wayne, it's colorblindness. It's it's not dealing with uh historical extra historical inaccuracies <laughs> is there given mm. <laughs> I mean it's like <laughs> there's no such thing um yeah I, I applaud them f- with that it I, I definitely enjoy um there's a movie that I wa- want to see um where they do something similar to um uh, David Copperfield mm. And I really want to see, see that. Where oh, the personal history of David Copperfield. Yeah, that one. With where, Dev Patel. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, how they portray that, uh, because that that sort of happened in Doctor Who as well. Like one particular episode where 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 a companion says that <laughs> it's like there's not not plenty white people around here. It's like well, it's it's. It's um England in the night in the in in the um what is it Victorian era so yeah I think was that the the new series or the old series oh new series new uh, series yeah because I remember that Pete, episode yeah, it was a Peter Capaldi um yeah episode oh yeah I like, remember that one yeah it's like oh I see what you did there that's cool because mm. you know it's a kids kids show and they need to be need to be introduced by by different like cultures and races and all that and the con- concept and all that and you can't really do that with with uh with british uh british history because you know it's just white on white and you know as a fellow white person i say fuck that uh-huh. <laughs> i've seen white people before fuck off so i I am. I, I, um, I definitely applaud them for that, and you know. <sighs> yeah, I'll give it a go. What about you, Kendall? <laughs> I've got Netflix, wow. so I'll just go. Yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> just kick back and relax. Um, and watch some. And watch watch the cat fight. <laughs> yeah, in the period dress. Um, Wayne, you were saying the music annoyed yeah. you. Uh, you know, you know what music was really missing from this yes. trailer? Bob Marley's Three Little Birds," <laughs> just the trailer song of the moment. That would have that would have clinched it, I think. Um, okay, Bridgerton will be on Netflix on the twenty fifth of December. That's right, Christmas Day for everybody worldwide. Get your Watch frocks your sp- on, ladies. Get get your frocks on. Wholesome <laughs> viewing. Yes. Wholesome <laughs> viewing. Yes. Okay. And our third and final trailer this week is for an upcoming HBO documentary um, called The Bee Gees, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? Um, this is a nice little, nice little teaser for this stocko. Um, 
yeah, I, I definitely will watch this at some point um, when I come across it because it looks it looks engaging. It looks good. I, I don't really know too much about the history of like the formation of the BGs and their rise to superstardom. Um, but, you know, I'm a fan of their music for sure. Uh, most people around the world are. Um, and yeah, uh, I really like to see Justin Timberlake pop up in this one, especially because mm. one of the things he's he's known for is 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 <laughs> doing a <laughs> hilarious impression of one of the Gibb brothers uh, with Jimmy Fallon. Um, <laughs> those two, SNL. those two are like oh. best friends. Oh yeah, they are. But like, I I don't know if you've seen them do the Barry Gibb talk show skit on SNL. It is gold I, I i love it i love it and and jt cannot make it through it without laughing it's so funny um so it's really cool to see him pop up um and it's it's just nice too because you know as as we aussies do we like to claim these boys as our own we like to claim a lot of things that's because they are australian <laughs> they're from adelaide <laughs> they're practically australian so it's all right but yeah yeah i mean same as know. russell crowe and pavlova yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah music music icons and i'm sure you know i mean we we all know like the uh, a lot of the, the the sad the sad tragedies that have befallen the gibb family and um, you know how they how they've managed to rise above. So um, I think this is going to be a really engaging uh, and inspirational kind of documentary. I know it looks it looks really really good. Uh, Fulia, what do you think? I am definitely all for a BG's docu- uh, documentary. I would love to find out more about their rise to fan uh, to their rise to um, to fame and just you know the the fact that my parents would listen to the Bee Gees like ever since I was growing up as a kid and every time I hear those really high-pitched sounds uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) those voices they are iconic Um, you cannot you cannot say that that is someone else it is definitely (laughs) the Bee Gees and but the the songs that they put out um, over their time have been amazing um, and I really enjoy listening to the Bee Gees. Uh, so I would love to learn more about the backstory of their life and how they became who they are. And yeah, just, just learn everything about them. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's not much else you can really say, uh, because it is a little, it's a teaser rather than a full trailer. Um, but I suppose for a documentary, that's all you really need, uh, <laughs> So, you know, everything else you're going to find out in the actual documentary. So that's all you need. Just something quick. All right. We're going to put on a BG's documentary. This is what you're going to get. We're not going to give you any more. That's all you need. <laughs> so definitely looking forward to it. How about yourself, Wayne? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I absolutely love the Bee Gees. I think their music is fantastic. Um, you know, there's a lot of songs that we, we know and love that they've never performed, but they've written an incredibly talented uh, group and I think still really underrated. Like um, mm. I feel like yeah, when you consider how significant they are to the world of music and how long they've been contributing to the world of popular music, you can't say that the BGS are sort of held in the in the esteem that other artists are, and they should be. And in some cases, mm. they should be held in an even higher esteem than those like mm. my like artists. But 
Uh, and it's not to take away from anybody, but I really just want to emphasize the significance of the Bee Gees and, and their contribution to music, to movies, and to popular culture in general. Mm. So um, this teaser was enough. I mean, if you just told me the title, I, I, I was, I'm already there. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I... No, I know quite a bit about the BGs because I've been a fan of them for a while, uh, but I am always happy to know more, and I'm always happy to look at different opinions and insights into them. I can't wait to watch this. How about yourself, Michael? Who would have thought that a documentary about the BGs is probably the probably the only thing I'm looking forward to in this in this list of trailers? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I don't know that much about. About the BGs, except except for the they they come from Adelaide, of course, and uh, <laughs> all the way back when. Um, yeah, um, definitely definitely going to have a look at this one because you know it's because unfortunately um, none of them are around. So uh, except Barry, it's full of except, except yeah. Barry. Yeah, Barry's Barry's still kicking. Oh, yeah. Okay, there. The things you know. Looks like I, I, I don't have to watch the trailer. Uh, don't have to watch the documentary now. Don't have to yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So, as I, as I was saying, it, it's a star-studded cast, and you know, their their effects of the um, popular culture, um, and it's their fault that Greece is the last thing that you hear at a wedding. Um, <laughs> you know, the last song. It's always that. It's a, it's always that. Um, Grease mix that's got all the songs on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely gotta say it. You know, bit, bit of history, bit, you know, something to take your mind off the world. You know, Grease is the word. <laughs> <laughs> it's also nice to sort of just to add on a little bit here. It's also nice to see um, other artists that are talking about the Bee Gees mm. in a way that influenced them yeah. uh, mm. with their, with their yeah. music as well, which is really cool. Uh, so I can't, I, lo- I, I love that. Stuff. Yeah. I can't wait to, to hear how other artists were influenced um, by the Bee Gees. Yeah. I do like that. Um, there's a couple of uh, Monty Python um, documentaries that I quite like. That's got all these other comedians that says, well, they, they sort of honed my humor as, as a kid, and yeah, and and you see see like Russell Brand, you see you see um, Simon Pegg, and, and and all these other uh, used to be up and comer, but now they're sort of their own sort of megastardom sort of comedy legends, at, and uh, and Eddie Izzard as well, and all all that. So I, mm. I, I do like documentaries that that do that. It's like that. Um, you're learning a little, not just um, the artists themselves, but you're also learning a little bit of other pe- other people that you sort of admire and enjoy listening to. Like maybe maybe not Robbie Williams, but you know, did I say Robbie Williams? Yeah, yeah, you did. Did you mean Robbie Williams? Did I mean Robbie Williams? <laughs> or did you mean Robin Williams? Robin Williams? No, um, no, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, I know. I'm like, I didn't see a Robbie Williams. <laughs> I don't know. White people, oh, they like, all anyway. look the same. 
<laughs> anyway, Kendall, okay. when are we going? Yes. When are we going to be stealing this from from torrent websites because it's HBO? Because <laughs> fuck, because fuck Foxtel. In <laughs> okay, the BGs. How can you mend a broken heart? Will be available on HBO Max on the twelfth of December. Um. So yeah, Foxtel for us here down under, hopefully, and. Uh, Whatever Mike said about finding yeah. alternative we do not condone. <laughs> we don't condone the, the pirate. Uh, look, it might be on binge uh, if if uh, if you have yeah, that, since be, that's yeah. uh, run by Foxtel. So so I'm hoping yes. it's on that way. I'm, but you know, yeah, I'm still giving am, money to them. I'm so close to I'm so close to buying binge. Like I'm <laughs> all just, of the streaming services. Little push, and then it'll be five services to my name. <laughs> I can't believe I fucking said that. You can, you can tell I listen to music. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You can tell by the way I watch my films, I have five streaming services. No time, no time yeah. to talk. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been okay. kicked around since I was born. <laughs> Does that save me? Yes. Validation, yes. I like it. All right, well... Uh, that's Trailer Park for this week, done and dusted. And speaking of streaming services, I think it might be time to jump into our uh, I'm not calling it quick review. <laughs> A not so quickie review. Our uh, discussion, however brief or long it will be, of uh, the second episode of season two of The Mandalorian. It's time for some Star Talk. <laughs> Star Talk. Clever, clever title. All right. So, uh, this week was Chapter 10, The Passenger. Um, and I'm traumatized. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are you uh, talking about? It was just a mama trying to defend her babies. <laughs> oh, Lord. Who am I so, thinking of? Mm, ooh, I wonder. Um, so basically, <laughs> uh, this episode kick, uh, kicks off right where we left um, Mando uh, Din Djarin in the desert with Baby Yoda, the child. Um, and uh, yeah, we start on Tatooine. We end up in space and things go awry. And then we end up on an ice planet with giant spiders. <laughs> Correction, snow spiders. (laughs) Giant snow spiders. Giant snow alien spiders. Giant snow alien spiders. It just keeps getting worse. Kendall, I I straight away thought of you. (laughs) (laughs) I straight away was like, oh, poor Kendall. (laughs) Yeah. I ca- actually, I had two two other friends message me at the, like at the time they were watching. And were like, "How did you survive this?" Like, uh, I backed away and 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 I went. I retreated. Yes, I kind of bit. retreated too, especially since I've got a screen that's right there when I was watching yeah. it. So I was like, "This!" Uh, like I was had my hands are in my my face and yeah. I'm yelling. Oh no! What the hell is going on? No, <sighs> covering my eyes and. Oh yeah. gosh, well I wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I'm not that. Uh, I'm sort of, sort of okay with spies and shit, but even I was going. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
I mean, well yeah, done you know, for the CGI shit. I mean. <laughs> oh, CGI is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's always amazing in this show. Um, you know, it's funny though because when that when that scene first uh, like started when Baby Yoda's over there, like just man, he was out of control this episode. Yeah, he just, was. <laughs> just, he was very just, hungry by the look of it. My goodness. Din, do you feed your child? Like, seriously. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, that that scene, like, right where he's, like, coming up to the eggs and wandering through, and I'm, and then he opens it up, and I'm just like, is this is this the moment in Alien when Kane gets the, the, the face hugger? <laughs> yeah. is, that, is, that the, is, that, is that what we're doing? And then it went from being Alien to Chamber of fucking Secrets, <laughs> and I was like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> Ask for this, and then, a, and then one of them got on Baby Yoda's head, and I just about passed out. I was like, "Oh God, no, no, too much peril! No, take it away!" I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's my biggest takeaway from this episode: was just the spiders. Just Jesus Christ! I don't know. Anyone else want to talk about the spiders? Because I kind of want to get it out of the way. What I really enjoyed <laughs> when um the uh. After the attack and Mando was cu- coming out to sit, coming out into the co- uh, out of the cockpit in- into the um, uh, passage area uh, after mm. the spiders, they they did the thing and I was going oh yeah I love that where where everything was covered in silk mm. like all the silk all the spider yeah. webs oh my god I love that it was only for yeah. a brief se- second and I thought yeah we're in this. Uh, we're in this sort of horror game. <laughs> I read an article after watching the episode that those spiders were originally supposed to be in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, on Dagobah. Yeah, yes. I saw like some concept art, and I was like, "Wow!" I'm like, "That is super cool." I love it that they've always been a part of the Star Wars mythology, but have now only made their appearance. They're fantastic creatures because, you know, we all had a reaction to them, uh, which is effective, right? And the threat was real. The danger was there. Uh, So much is at stake because you've got the child, you've got Frog Lady, you've got her her babies who, who are being threatened by the weather, who are being threatened by these spider creatures, who are being threatened by the child. <laughs> a lot of other factors. Yeah, and, hi- hi- and hyperspace as well. And then you've got that added tension. <laughs> it was an overall intense moment. There were so many elements to it. But I love that these spiders uh, have a 40-year history uh, that I've only just found about. And I, I hope they come back yeah. at, at some point somewhere. Well, they actually... This is This is technically, I say... Uh, I would say the second appearance right. of them. It's the first time. It's the first time seeing them yeah. live action. They've actually. I haven't seen the, uh, this show, but they they made an appearance in Star Wars. Oh, Rebels, okay. Um, in an animated format, and yeah, not as terrifying. I saw some mm. graphics, not as terrifying, but yeah. Well, it's but a kids show. Is, yeah. So. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is the first time like seeing them live action, and yeah, and I didn't know about the. Uh, the the um, empire connection until mm. today either and mm. I was like that's that's super cool that's that that is awesome when we were talking last week that um, certain Easter eggs sort of pissed me off because it's banging yourself on the head get it it's Star Wars this is the sort of uh, Easter egg that yeah. I like something that's not banging yourself over the head no no yeah yeah not super obvious mm. you know yeah. yeah get it it's it's fucking Anakin's 
Podray Simona and then, and they I love that Shut even up. even Ray had a Podray Simona next to her so it's a double reference and and it's Star Wars get it mother mm. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of references, um, this is a nice segue into the reason that um, uh, Din and the child ended up on this ice planet was because they were accosted by a couple of uh, New Republic mm. X-Wings um, because of the events of the heist episode, The Prisoner, yeah. uh, in season one. Um, I thought that was a really cool yeah. callback. And, and, uh, and I really, really enjoyed just that moment of like, Silence, like there's oh, no music so throughout that intense. whole thing, and then and then their wings just go yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, attack mode. I, I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> I thought, oh, the space popo is on my day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, that was that was really good. And seeing Dave Filoni again as one of the the X wing pilots was a nice bit of continuity um, as well. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, <laughs> and I guess we can't trust Pelly Motto much. Uh, on <laughs> yeah, her word. she she's questionable. I yeah. She only met the frog lady for like ten minutes, but she has excellent judge of character. That was such a cool like way to turn that around, though. Yeah, I've got excellent cu- judge of character. Can I say though <laughs> that Pelly Motto is by far one of the more interesting characters of this series? Anytime yeah, that she yeah. appears, I just have this huge smile. On my face. I love Amy Sedaris's performance of her. I love the way that she's written. Uh, I just love everything about her. And I do like that we're not exactly sure. So she comes across as, as, as a goodie so far, like as in 100%. But yeah. she, you know, obviously has to look after herself, right? Um, she admits that, um, and I think she had said this in the previous episode, that she doesn't really go beyond where she is. Um, that much anymore. So, you know, definitely self-preservation. She's got all of these droids. Michael, if you want to talk about throwbacks, it's a lot of throwbacks just in her space of droids yeah. um, from that, that history. But I, but I, but I kind of like that. But I have to say that, that she is easily one of my favourite characters in the entire series so far. And I'm glad that we keep, you know, getting to see her, especially because she's, she's stationary. She's not going to be out... Um, crossing the galaxy like a lot of these other characters. Um, but, yeah, so I, I I guess I wasn't really suspicious of her until you all mentioned it. <laughs> I guess I just yeah. fell in love with her and have stayed that way. <laughs> well, she, yeah. she uh, when she was uh, doing the um, the poker yeah. or the space yeah. poker or uh, whatever you call S- it. Sabak? Is it Sabak? Yeah, Sabak. I, I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> space poker. <laughs> Um, but, space poker. But but when she's doing the space poker, she actually got she actually con uh, Mando putting more money in, so she she got yeah. more in the pot. Oh, it's like oh you're a tr- you're a tricky I love one. it. <laughs> I love that. But it just shows how street smart she is, though. But because again, mm, yeah. uh, look at look at the position that that she's in. You know, she's in this space by herself. She's got a lot of valuables around her. Uh, she has to be that on top of it, that smart. And I, th- I think I love the sense of survival within her. I think you get instances like that tell so much backstory um, and you can interpret and draw whatever you want out of it. Um, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I just, I think it's just those scenes with her and, and, and Mando are just so well done. Uh, you see such a great mm-hmm. team there. Uh, whether they're suspicious of one another, I'm not sure. I'm not really getting that vibe, but they could be. But I, it just makes for really interesting dynamics there. You know, they're 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 helping each other out at the end of the day, right? They're they're they're, they're getting yeah. something when you're at, from one another. 
Yeah, when you're out in the outer rim, you got you need to look after. Absolutely. Yourself. Like out of reach of the well, was was the yeah. empire. Now it's a now it's a vacuum. Yeah. Now it's free for all, yeah. which is kind of cool. I like I like yeah. it. they they're taking taking it into this sort of um, in this space where the empire's gone. There's a vacuum, and the first order hasn't formed yeah. yet. So no, a lot to play with. Hmm. Yeah, there is. Probably not too much of... because you can't really fuck yeah. that yeah. up. <laughs> when, when you're dealing no. with an in-between series. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I. Fingers crossed they don't find a way to do that. Um. And but... then you can't have like the kid, which, uh, um, the the kid that um, when he's doing all these shenanigans, Baby Yoda doesn't give a shit, doesn't give a fuck about. The survival of a species. It's like, well, he's only fifty. Is he really? Eating? Well, he's only fifty. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. <laughs> is he going through a growth spurt? Does he know he's doing wrong? I don't know. Having kids myself, like, probably going through a growth spurt. So something's probably going to yeah. happen. Is he being an incubator because he's not really chewing? I don't know. They're... He's just swallowing these things whole. Yeah, because like... there was sort of whimsical sort of music when he was up. Up against the mm. can, Go, that felt so eighties, <laughs> like it de- to me. It, it it definitely felt like a mugwai. Hey. Yeah. Oh yeah, mugwai. <laughs> you know that. Bit. Oh yeah. So, I don't know. Is he? Is it malice? I don't know. Or oh, is he turning into a Sith? <laughs> but no, but you're right though. Like you know, Little my, my impression Sith. from it, like just from the so from the from the superficial level, was that yeah, the the child. Is eating these unborn things, and that's really disturbing yeah. because there's so much value placed on them from Frog Lady, right? Because they're just you know they're the last of, of what she can what she can produce and deliver. So their value is really precious in terms of in terms of cargo. Uh, but there's a bit of dark humor, especially the last time he eats one of them, because <laughs> she's there sort of just. Embracing and protecting, and he's just like, "Yep, whatever." Um, that was so. I laughed funny. and felt bad. <laughs> yeah, I felt bad for yeah. laughing. Yeah, um, yeah, True. but I think it's it's used to really interesting effect. It'd be even more interesting if he is sort of more knowing, and it is like some sort of incubation thing to to protect them. Um, that's really fascinating. I hadn't considered that. I think especially because of how young he is and he's still discovering his own ways to use the force and so forth young yeah well young for his because we do say yeah well you know young for his species um you know he's only barely Mm. he's only starting to to time yeah he's learning to to talk a little bit i mean you know yeah just listening to him just even oh. just make those little noises that sound like he's communicating. Yeah. It sounded like he was talking. Yeah, didn't it, it just it came through so well, and I love yeah, that. Definitely trying. He's definitely like the word. The yeah. word. The, the cooing is becoming a bit more um, words of their own. Like they don't have meaning that we know of, but they have meaning to him. I think they're not just mm. in, you know indiscriminate yeah. sound effects. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because especially the way he was saying them, like it wasn't like, wasn't really like he was trying to to speak, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, yeah. English. Um, he was speaking words of his own, like yeah. of his own language or whatever, you know, his species speaks. Absolutely. Like that's what it kind of came across to me, you know. Well, a bit, a bit 
I, I don't know if um, the biology is the same, but if you're if you're being raised by a particular person with the with the mm. English, um, they're probably going to learn mm. English. So I'm not sure if it's going to be the native language of um, of Yoda, even though Yoda's speech pattern is definitely uh, it's definitely um, second language. Um, yeah, sort of theme because yeah, because the reason why uh, certain I I don't want to make make generalizations, but um, say if the eastern say say Japan, if if some someone from Japan is learning English, it's very uh, because the difference between English and Japan is that they talk backwards, and so mm. so them trying to. Uh, change up the speak their speech to go backwards, but but speak forward at the same time is def- definitely that sort of uh, way that they're trying to use their brain twice. If that's if that makes yeah. sense, I don't know. Because it's, no, trying, no, to, it's no, trying to trying to translate yeah. and then order it so that it makes sense in terms of syntax, and that's the same with like a lot of mm. a lot of languages. Um, you know, like even European languages as well. It's if you go for a word for word direct translation it doesn't make sense you have mm. to flip words around and yeah. you know, you've got masculine and feminine words as well which we don't have in english and then you've got all these different tenses and stuff um so i mean i think for the child um who knows you know uh, who knows how many people and how many different species he's interacted and engaged with throughout his life so i feel it's almost like when you have you know as we're humans and you have human children you know babies make noises and babies will start to try to mimic so i feel like that that could just be what the child is doing um yeah i was going to say that um because he's solely with um uh gin but uh the problem problem with um uh, kids trying to learn to speak is from their parents, but the way they learn how to speak and form words is through that through them looking at the <laughs> looking at yeah. the mouth and considering he's a Mandalorian and he doesn't take yeah. off his helmet. Yeah, there's going to be a delayed speech. Yeah. so <laughs> I was I was really hoping for like a, uh, he's going to say his first words he she I don't know. Uh, the kids' first words is going to be in this series, but I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get that. It's probably going to be in the third series. We're all hanging for it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'll be the that'll be like the cliffhanger ending of it'll season just, two. It'll be like how we waited. <laughs> He's from, about to say something. It'll uh, be. It's like how we waited for Maggie's first word on The Simpsons, right? You know, yeah, and yeah, I, with, yeah. with 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 the child, it'll probably be Daddy as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely will. Or um, Mando. Yeah, I was just about to say Mando. Mando. Um, and speaking about bad influences, <laughs> is that is that is he alright looking at us? He's yeah, the worst. I love it's that. Like, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> this kid's turning into a sin. <laughs> or or just <laughs> resilient. <laughs> Not a bad yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. Jump into anything that's sim- sim- similar. Yeah. So this this episode overall is literally just about watching uh, Baby Yoda get hungry and eating the eggs, and then the fact that he can't have those eggs at the icy planet ends up having 
you know, breaking into the spider eggs and just gulps down one of the baby spiders. I'm like, oh, please don't. No, no, please don't. <laughs> and then obviously the moment he does that, all of the other eggs start to shake and rattle and hatch. Because he annoyed mama. Because because <laughs> yeah. because they sense because they sense that one of their siblings has been mm. eaten or you know killed, and, and then all of a sudden, you know the mum comes through and it's this giant monster. <laughs> well, you have to think. There's like three ways of parenting right here. You can either be the spider, you can either be the frog lady, or you can be Mando. Yeah, <laughs> Mando's big mum. <laughs> To, to the kids. So this is the parenting yeah. episode. Yes. yes. <laughs> and speaking as oh. a parent, I loved every minute of it because I can Yay. understand. I can side with the. I can side with the with the giant spider. It's like you know, if if another kid is beating up my kid, I'm on the. I, I, I'm on the. I'm on my kid's <laughs> side. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to fuck up that little kid. And also, it, if the parent comes at me, it's like, what are you doing to my kid? My kid fucking with my kid. I'm going to fuck with your kid. What are you going to do about it? And we're going to fucking punch on just like little lats, you know? <laughs> was it was it kick footy? Whatever, whatever it's called. Oz kick. Oz kick. I don't know sport. Fuck sport. <laughs> fuck sport. Fuck music. Only deal with unreal... Hey. Do not say fuck music, thank you. Fuck music? <laughs> That's a genre, apparently. <sighs> Gold leader. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Star Wars. That's what we were talking about. It, was there, like, a, a favourite moment anyone had from this episode? Like, the, the, the standout? Um, oh, I don't know. Um... I really okay. Maybe my favorite moment is when they got the hell out of there <laughs> yeah. and, and into space. Um, one one cute little moment of, ba- of Baby Yoda I enjoyed was seeing him run. Yes, as, as much as I was like dying on the inside <laughs> because he's in peril. Um, just that li- the little little scurry he did. Yeah, was just it's like, the first time we get to see him in like have more movement than just being little yeah. steps and then being picked up yeah little little waddles yeah. like side to side waddles like it was just full on yeah so that was that was cool and actually another another little thing like a bit of world building that i liked from this is the fact that we've never i mean at least for my money that have never seen um you know space travel talked mm. about like this about anyone in the star wars canon like you know the fact that like you know din specifically had to say well we we have to use subspace yeah. and that's gonna you know it's gonna take forever to get to to trask where they're going um and just i don't know just that little bit of extra like you know you don't even think about that and the fact that you would run into you know two x-wings maybe like they would flag you down because they would see you because you don't have a beacon like i just that kind of world building stuff i mm. thought was really cool mm. Yeah, I really. Anyone else have a favorite moment? I really, Damn that rebellion. <laughs> I really enjoyed like at the end when the X-wing fighters came in to help Mando um, to kill off all those all those spiders, and then yes. and then because Mando wasn't expecting help, and so he was just expecting to just die in that in that instance. Um, yeah. But and then to turn around and find the 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 same X-wing pilots that were. Um, trying to chase him down, uh, 
that actually ended up helping them and then turning around and telling um, Mando, we could take you in, you could be under arrest, but... You're all right. You're okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to leave you at your own devices. Okay, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Supposedly good guys from the yeah. movies. Yeah, pretty much. It's very much like we're not gonna like arrest you, but we're not gonna help you either. It's kind of a a truce type yeah. thing. But um, no, yeah, the the uh, I liked when um when Mando was pulled over essentially <laughs> by the X Wing fighters because for me that was so intense. Like I held my breath just with that tension, going, "What's going to happen? What's going mm-hmm. on?" Um, I, I just thought that that was riveting uh, for me, as much as I loved the onslaught of the spiders, because of course I will, because um, that was really <laughs> effective and really good looking. But I think just that that interaction in space, um, yeah, mm. for me, was just so well written and so taut. Like you could feel mm. the tension, and I have to say, um, incredibly performed by Pedro Pascal as well. Like you can feel. The, yeah. You can feel yeah. the, the the edginess in his voice uh, with every move because again, so much was at stake. Um, yeah, so that that for me was was my highlight. Um, did you have one, Michael? Um, I yeah, I, I, I suppose I don't really have a highlight, but I'm definitely enjoying this series where uh, I hope maybe they they'll continue doing this, but it's sort of like. Uh, a monster a yeah. week. That that will be pretty cool if they do if they're doing like a monster a week sort of thing, or maybe it's just a fluke that we got two monsters in a row. But um, for some reason, um, the technicality of how they're filming these, like we we know we we know they sort of film these during like the like the first lockdown mm. of COVID, so. So for some reason I was going through. Oh yeah, I I see how they film this. There's only one actor that's not having a face covering, <laughs> and <laughs> and and they're in individual shots. Uh, that that's why they're talking to talking to a puppet or they're talking to a, a, a an android, and yeah, uh, yeah, I shouldn't be looking at that. I should be enjoying the the cinematic experience. Yeah, at the moment it's yeah. No, at the moment it feels a lot more episodic than the first mm. than the first season. Like how you said, Michael, it's almost like a monster a week, which I'm all for. But it feels like every episode yeah. is its own adventure with a very thin, um, thorough line through yeah. it, and that's uh, you know Mando trying to find reunite the child with with their species or, or, or their race. But yeah. you feel like all of these characters that he's meeting along the way will resurface and that will be the payoff. I'm absolutely I all for that. Um, I, I, I like the way that this season is going. Yeah. And, and this this episode ended with like a bit of a cliffhanger almost. It was like, just as you're like, okay, they're, they're sort of moving on. And then credits like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Space yeah, movie. yeah. Well, I can't wait for next week. <laughs> to, to the next, can't next wait week. for next week to see Which is to see what cool. happens. And I really want Frog Lady to just get there safely and, and have her babies and, and just be yeah. all right. Get to her, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Spawn yeah. those yes. eggs. <laughs> Save the species. Save the species, yes. Oh, my goodness. No more eggs for you, yes. baby Yoda. 
No. <laughs> My you little Lord. bastard. <laughs> I'm going to have to get him a muzzle or something. Just oh, No terrible. use. He's still got the force. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to lie. I love it every time Mando tells him off. I love it so much. He's like, no. <laughs> oh, and he was so yeah. direct this episode. Just no. Like, oh, that was, yeah, that was good. I've done scared. that before and I've <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it was more effective for you than it was for Mando because <laughs> the child just ignored him. <laughs> well, I don't I don't think my daughter has ever tried mass genocide. There's still time, she's still young, she's not fifty yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She could be the next Hitler, I don't know. <laughs> we can only see. It's alright. If 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 <laughs> if someone from the future times travels and back to your house and appears on your doorstep, maybe yeah. you'll know. But uh, I think it's maybe too late. Because you know the thing about baby Hitler. They need to be yeah. babies. She's not a baby anymore. So. She's not a baby <laughs> so anymore. Apparently she's yeah, all right. True. She turns out okay. Of course she does. Yeah. Well, yeah. she she has terrific, um, ter- terrific taste in movies and that. You know yes. all about that, Kendall. <laughs> the first movie that she saw, she she wanted to get the hell out of it. <laughs> um, shall that do for our little wrap up of episode two, season two, The Mandalorian? Um, yeah, yeah, it was great, but never again, never, <laughs> never again. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll probably watch it again. Who am I kidding? Um, but I, yeah, at least I'm prepared now. <laughs> oh, okay, awesome. That was a lot of fun. Um, now that means we have reached the time, the moment, the part of the show. Popcorn culture. <laughs> yes. Popcorn yes. culture time. Popcorn culture time. It is popcorn culture time. Yes. And so, uh, being sort of topical, uh, slightly topical, um, we have decided this week that we are going to uh, discuss who our favourite US presidents or world leaders in film and television are. Uh, So keeping keeping it broad or narrow, depending on, you know, whoever... Uh, the the four of us are going to be picking and discussing. So yes, very exciting. Um, I I have I have three <laughs> because of course I couldn't just have one. <laughs> um, that'd be too easy. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go in order from three, two, one. So my third uh, is uh, Morgan Freeman's president in Deep Impact um, <laughs> because I love. That movie so much and I've seen it so many times and he does such a great job like of, of betraying this this incredible president and uh yeah he just the, obviously brings the Morgan Freemanness of it all the way in the way he speaks and he gives a lot of speeches in that movie um and he just uh, he just carries himself so well and like you just you you're there and you're on board with him as a as a president like I'd you know 
he's a he's a president you could get behind and support because he just he just sounds awesome and just seems like the best person ever. Um, but he also ha- kind of has like a an intimidating factor to him as well. So he's not he's not a pushover of a president, that's for sure. But um, I'm a big fan of him. My second one um, has to be uh, <laughs> Harrison. Get off my plane, <laughs> Ford. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in Air Force One. Oh man. That's another another fantastic film that I love. Um, yeah, he's so he's so great in it. It's like it's like John McClane is the president. Like it's it's great. He's 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 badass in it. Like he's, he's just so awesome. Um, yeah, and who wouldn't who wouldn't vote for Harrison Ford as your president? Um, yeah, I don't really know what else I can say about him. Just because awesome just really sums it up. And I love I love Air Force One. Like it's such a nineties, you know, action mm. blockbuster. Uh, it's so 90s and the effects have not aged well but I yeah the best thing about that film is yeah is Harrison Ford and especially the scenes of him and um and when uh him and Gary Oldman are facing off whether it's over over the radio or a face-to-face um yeah I live for those moments they're really really great um but of course my favorite uh my favorite U.S. president in any film or television show ever has to be Bill Pullman's President Whitmore on Independence Day because I love it so much. And it is the, it, he gives literally the greatest presidential speech of all time in real life or in, no, not real life. Um, no, in, in fiction, in any film or TV show, like it's just, it's so inspirational. It's so uplifting. It's so like, you know, I mean, who would have thought an ex-Air Force pilot becomes president at such a young age and then has to lead his what's left of his country in a battle against uh, awful and terrible aliens from somewhere in deep space. Like, it's just... It's bonkers. But I love it. It's so good. Independence Day is just... Yeah. Any chance I get I, that I can talk about it, I will talk about it because I just love it so much. And, yeah, he is wonderful. And that was actually the first film I saw Bill Pullman in. Um as a kid um yeah i had i hadn't seen Spaceballs and <laughs> hadn't seen a Le- i hadn't seen a league of their own yet or um any of his other performances um it was that film that introduced me to him and so what what better way to to be exposed to bill pullman for the first time than through his performance in independence day yeah so those are mine uh fulia my dear um who have you picked for us uh so i decided to go with um claire foy's queen elizabeth from the crown um she was amazing to start off the series um to play queen elizabeth and uh i really enjoyed uh watching her and learning more about uh more about the queen and the monarchy um, through the first season, uh, I got a lot of information out of it and, um, although heightened reality, but still, still something to, still something to sort of learn from. And, uh, I also enjoyed John Lithgow as Winston Churchill. Mm. He was a, he was a really great choice for Winston Churchill. I really enjoyed his portrayal of that character. And I was just like, yes. Please, thank you. Yeah. Um, and it, it was just so moving, especially whenever he had you know something important to say, 
to the queen. <laughs> um, yeah, it was th- those two particular ones um, definitely stand out for me um, in TV. Uh, and they're the only ones that I could really think of. <laughs> no, that's okay. Those are, those are really good ones. Yeah. How about yourself, Wayne? Look, you've all picked such inspiring leaders uh, in the world of film and television. So I'm happy to contribute to this discussion because one of my personal favorites is Admiral General Aladdin from The Dictator. And I think, <laughs> I think that he's just so inspiring. <laughs> just so lovely, so lovely. And um, yeah, makes some real life world leaders look like a pussycat, to be honest. <laughs> um, Sasha Baron Cohen is just so much fun in this role. And I think it was a good departure from um from from borat and the um you know not so great bruno uh that followed after it so i think this was it was great to see his comedy styling uh in in this in this film uh so look that that's (laughs) it's a role that that i just actually have a lot of a lot of fun with and i think is quite um accurately reflective really on dictatorships (laughs) which is terrifying (laughs) um but if I had to pick my number one uh, US president in the movies, it would have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, played by Harry Shearer in the Simpsons movie. Um, because <laughs> he was, he was you know, sure of his power and was happy to say that he was elected to lead, not to read. And, yes. um, and I, it feels counterintuitive for me for applauding that uh, because of, of, <laughs> of how I spend most of my time and my interests. But at least he owns it. <laughs> at least he owns yeah. it. Um, you know, it is tempting to say that we have been experiencing a, uh, a fictitious U.S. president over the past four years, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I might leave that to Michael. <laughs> Your thoughts? Yeah. Funny you should say. <laughs> Thought you might be going this way, but let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was just going to mention mention uh, a particular president. Uh, well, it's more of a betrayal of a particular president. Um, it has to be uh, Eric Baldwin <laughs> as as the late, well, not the late, but, but almost former President Donald J- right. Trump um, nice. on SNL, mm. regular. Uh, it, it's going to be a shame that he's not no longer going to be uh, Donald Trump uh, on SNL. Or maybe, maybe for a Christmas. I don't know. We we don't know. It's still it's it's still happening. It's, we're still waiting for the the twentieth of January. Is yep. he is he going to be at the inauguration? No. I don't know. No, he wouldn't even <laughs> unveil Barack Obama's portrait. <laughs> oh, he'll be oh. there in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, his portrayal is is memorable. It's very unique. I mean, everyone's got a Donald Trump, uh, and particularly uh, particularly good because you know Eric Baldwin is actually a Republican, so you you can always say you can you know make if you can't make fun of yourselves, then get the fuck out. 
Um. Anyway. Um, <laughs> he so, vote, votes for the party, not the not yeah. the person. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Which you should do, really. Yeah. Because um, it's more of the spirit of the party instead of individual. But until an individual fucks over the spirit of the party. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. was going to say that. Until until the until it actually is the, mm. the Trump party, basically. So it's going to be another interesting four years. But anyway, <laughs> but, my, but my overall favorite uh, U.S. president, um, I I will say president because she does she is a vice president at the start. But she becomes president at the end. And of course, I'm talking about uh, uh, Selena, Selena Meyer, played by yeah. Julie, uh, Julia Louise D. Dreyfus from <laughs> Veep. This is, this is the best um, uh, political satire in American history, and it will be hard to top. Uh, of course, it's. Uh, the best because it, it was created by Amando uh, Lanucci, who also did uh, the thick of it in in the UK, uh, and of course you can't really do the thick of it in in uh, the the American version of the thick of it because it's a completely different political um, structure. So you're gonna have to make make something different, and I really I really like this because because. Instead of it being like, dare I say, the West Wing, where it's very important, it's very prim, it's very proper, it needs to be the the, the face of of uh, political discourse in America. This is shits all <laughs> over it. This is what politicians actually are. They're they're scheming. They're they're, they're out for themselves. They're like every politician. It, it, they've got their game face on, but when. But what happens behind the scenes is what really happens in Veep and also also in the thick of it where they're they're yelling, they're they're abusive to everyone everyone. Uh, there's there's social politics and there's also uh, political politics, but in political politics, their social pol- politics it's always twenty years <laughs> behind the everyone else. <laughs> They're, they're they're abusive. They're sexist. They're racist. They're they're, they're everything because they're trying to outdo each each and every one of them, including members of their own party. And I really enjoy enjoy Veep and also the sort of uh, sto- uh, the would I say storyline, but the character projection of the of the Veep, the vice president, to president. She becomes president in the middle in in the middle of the series run, but. At the end uh, of the series, she does become president, but at a cost. And and oh boy, the cost is basically your mm. soul. Because if you haven't seen it, she agrees with things that basically... She, she agrees on things that are so against her own moral backbone... She, she becomes basically a husk of her own former self, and that's why I wow. think, and that's why I think the last season of Veep uh, is better than <laughs> is better than mm. Game of Thrones, and how and how Cece becomes 
evil. <laughs> this is how you, this is how you do this is how you do the, prog the progression to your end goals, but what at at what cost? That's why that's right. why I like like Veep. I mean, it oh. and also the characters like uh, are surrounding her change. Dare I say there's only uh, like I, I think only two people change for the better, and all the rest. <laughs> Uh, basically, uh, it it's uh, it's hard to explain. It's sort it's sort of um, it's it's sort of like if the West Wing was created by the people who created Breaking Bad. Yeah, <laughs> if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. So so yeah that 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 that's my favorite president. Even though it, it would be a present that I would not <laughs> at all, at all. I mean, she she um, one 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 to to get like uh, people on her side, uh, one particular person on their side. She she agreed to um, uh, uh, get rid of the law of same sex marriage. So. Uh. <laughs> and coincidentally, her daughter is in a same-sex marriage. Look, it's it's whatever uh. keep, it's whatever keeps you in the job, right? That's what politicians do. Yeah, their yeah. their, go it's their just goal their is to is to keep their jobs, and that's what you do. That's <laughs> it's like it's all right, honey. This is that's what the industry. Do. <laughs> it's a profession. And ah, uh, and and I was gonna say, wasn't didn't George W. Bush have like a relative that was gay or something or didn't didn't some american prominent leader have a relative that was gay and they were like against or am i making tony something abbott, up right now um, nah. tony abbott's yeah, sister I is a lesbian yeah. australian australian and bob catter's bob catter's brother is gay as well yeah thank you sorry sorry i spent so much time <laughs> talking yeah. about american i completely forgot it was australian oh anyway. it's like yeah <laughs> 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 Yes. Sorry yeah, about that. that's all right. <laughs> so, so yeah, well, pretty, pretty, pretty diverse um, world leaders there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, uh, I was going to mention uh, the Sasha Baron mm. Cohen thing because I, I had an interesting thought. If well, I always had a thought that that was like a remake of um, uh, the Dick, um, the Great uh, Chaplin's movie by. Oh, yeah. I never mm. made that connection. I don't know. For some reason, I did because it came out the it came out the the same time as, as the First World mm. War. Second World War, yeah, yeah. World War. What am I talking about? Uh, like right, like right, uh, right before it all kicked off, and and the change was was what are you doing? What are you doing, Charlie? You fucking mm. communist? Because he. Because people thought he was he was yeah. being a communist, especially with J. Edgar Hoover like doing his yeah. doing his thing, and then it, it, and the opinion changed overnight when when Hitler decided to go fucking yeah. mental. It takes it takes a lot of, it like takes a lot of courage to be one of the only people publicly speaking about something that everyone else is trying to ignore. Yeah, 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 and, and the one with uh, uh, with the dic the dictator uh, was because of the. Um, uh, the the what was going on at the time with the um the Middle East, yeah, with the Middle East. Um, I'm trying the to second try Iraq to, War. To no, think. this is afterwards, isn't it? Yeah, 
Uh, yeah, this is after. This is like right be- right between. It's like you, you have uh, King King Jong Il, uh, Gaddafi was yeah. still around. It's like the world um, sort of had a lot of prominent dictators. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't really pick one. No. So, so he decided to put them all all into the same same sort of basket of bastard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. That was really, really good. None of us repeated. That's I love it when that happens. <laughs> I love <laughs> it's great. Nice and diverse. Um, excellent. Uh, all right. Well, that wraps up popcorn culture for this week, which means it's time to check in with Fred. Um, as for me, it's pretty much just still this lovely podcast you can check me out on, as well as guesting on certain other episodes of a lovely podcast here at Fred the Alien Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fulia and I decided what our ep- what our, our monthly episode's going to be this uh, already and we haven't uh, we haven't recorded yet obviously but we I'm very happy to to not announce what that subject <laughs> is. Oh, <laughs> cuz it's too soon. Too soon for clues. We're very excited uh, for our upcoming discussion. That's for damn sure. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I think, yes. Speaking of Fulia, how's Foolish Fuji doing? Foolish Fuji's going all right. Uh, At this stage, uh, I have to see uh, what my schedule is going to be like with work. (laughs) Um, So I'm still going to be doing my streams on Tuesdays and Thursdays as usual. Uh, My Saturday will vary, though, depending on whether I get a shift or not. Um, so <laughs> that's going to be an interesting concept. Like ha- what happened this past weekend, uh, I ended up waking up extra early so that I could stream at like 9:30 AM for an hour. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then was like, all right, I'm sorry guys, but I have to go to work now. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. Fulia, this is your work. <laughs> Stay with us, Fulia. Play with us with oh, man. If, if I and could. Ever, ever, and ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> If if I could if I could stream full time that would be amazing. I I think it's it just seems like a, it's it's just a lot of fun to do. It's like you're sitting there, you're playing games, you're chatting to people, you're meeting new people, and it's it's just a lot of fun. I love it. Um, I didn't think I'd get this invested in it too because now I'm considering you know my setup and trying to upgrade it so it's it's a so that the viewers have a better experience. Um, so that I can give them that better experience. And now I, I'm just, I'm all over it. So <laughs> I'm really enjoying that, uh, that side of things. Um, I've got uh, new videos coming out on my YouTube channel. Uh, still Animal Crossing uh, with my second island. Um, they're just little uh, highlight videos, uh, r- like roughly about five minutes. Um, so they're really, they're really easy to consume. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it with, uh, Foolish Fuji with just in general, I'll be at work learning all the things <laughs> that I need to, um, in the lead up to the Christmas period before it gets extremely busy. Um, and especially with Black Friday coming up at the end of the month. So now I'm just like, all right, learn everything you can now before everything goes down the drain. <laughs> That's it, Fully. Stay positive. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And when yep. in doubt, it won't last for long. And when in doubt, if so- someone's being annoying, just put them in the full Nelson and just chuck them outside, and say you're bad. Use those skills. Use those skills. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'll be doing that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wayne, how's your yes. week looking? Uh, yeah, so we've got uh, the Fred Watch Halloween special still out. The lovely Kendall uh, joined me to review a wonderful film called Cujo. Uh, Michael was mm. banned from that episode. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Um, not sorry. Um, you know, and, you, you know, I like my Stephen King. Yeah, and look, I, I will say one thing because um, you know we do have to work together. So just so you know, it wasn't a personal attack uh, on you, although I kind of wish it was. But um, <laughs> ooh, ooh, um, you're no, such a bitch. Oh, just you know, and I don't even try. Uh, Kendall, get, get it? Because Cujo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kendall, uh, Cujo's a male dog. But uh, Kendall was over. Uh, Ken- Kendall came over to the Fred Shed, rearing to go to review a movie with Philip and myself for Fred Watch. And then Philip was like, What time are we starting? Can we start at this time? And I'm like, No. <laughs> don't come at all. It's kind of like, No, don't come at all. And Kendall was. Was already here, as I said, Kendall, let's just do our Halloween special. We recorded this bad boy in March, I think it was, if not February, because it was before lockdown, as you can tell by the audio quality, (laughs) because it's, you know, clearer and stronger than our recent ones where we're doing it from different studios. So in February, um, so I could have gone there, okay. um, Yeah, you could have if you, (laughs) you know didn't live in Darwin. So we've got um, that <laughs> Halloween special still... Well, you're right, because I don't. ...still out. And, uh, look, I I loved reviewing this movie uh, with yeah, you, Kendall, and I think we've had such a yeah. great discussion. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it's a multi-layered horror movie, which is which are the mm. best ones. A lot of great messages in there. Um, speaking of horror movies, Kendall and I also caught up digitally for yes. a uh, for a, another horror movie review um and that uh, if all goes to plan will be out on friday and Ooh. um i and it will kickstart a new um sub series within fred our freaky friday specials where it's all oh, about the course. wonderful genre about horror so um so i think you can expect uh, a lot more of kendall on on fred watch which is wonderful and because of restrictions easing kendall we can watch these movies together (laughs) and me and kendall can record together michael if you ever have uh, a day off and would like to trek down and join us of course you are always more than welcome why, thank you. You're such a sweetheart. <laughs> okay. Um, I am. Yeah. Su- I am surprised when you did when you said the Freaky Fridays. So mm. It's like what you should do all the body body swap movies. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. There's a shitload. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, Kendall and I are going to take it one horror antagonist at a time, and um, and Friday will just a random Friday will will uh, they'll come out and. What better way than to start this Friday, which um, will be my lucky day? So I'm really excited about this Friday. <laughs> so hopefully it's a great, hopefully it's a great podcast because it was such a great discussion as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a lot of fun with it. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, how about yourself, Michael? What are you up to this week? Nah, nothing. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on a podcast <laughs> called Fred. It was the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm just doing the same old, same old. Um, work, play, 
a lot of Minecraft, keeping my mind out. Trying not to spend my money on stuff, which is a shame because I want because I want a I want a computer that works. Hugs. Mm, <laughs> never know. Black anyway. Friday prices might be good. Sorry. Black Friday prices might be good. That's what I'm hanging out for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah, wishful thinking. I need a house apparently. Yeah, you need a house to put <laughs> the look- computer in. <laughs> I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking for. I'm more looking forward to buying a mower. For some reason, <laughs> I've turned, yeah, I've turned, I've turned into an old man. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what I'm noticing as we're all getting older. Is like you know, we remember when we were kids, we used to hate getting like socks and undies yeah. for Christmas, and now we're like, oh my god, socks and undies. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not the socks and undies for me. It's, it's uh, Bunnings vouchers. <laughs> I still get excited over socks. Don't don't get me wrong. I've yeah. Um, actually, I should I should uh, I should show you all at one stage my what happens when you accidentally order the same sock um, collection about four times. <laughs> yeah, I think I heard Ooh. about that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds familiar. Yes, this was me. I'm um, just wanting to do one big order while they were on sale, and my computer saying page can't be loaded. Then tried the same thing on my phone. Got the same yeah, result. I think I remember this. Went back and forth, and got a lot of parcels, people. A lot of parcels, and um, <laughs> I was like, "Okay, let me organise all this. Nothing's washed or worn. I can return it." Never got round to it, so I was like, "Well, I can always do it, socks and jocks." <laughs> <laughs> they won't go to waste. No, no. Um, but I, I, yeah, we'll happily show them to you at one stage. <laughs> Show us your socks and underwear. Yes, and if you're lucky, Michael, I'll be wearing them. Yeah, I didn't know this was an only 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 flans, only friends of friends, only fringe friends. Don't you laugh at me? I'm sorry. It just sounded funny. Only flans. Only (laughs) friends. Uh, so no make sure you subscribe to the uh, Fred the Alien Only Flans, <laughs> <laughs> where we where we uh, model socks and jocks. Yeah, yes. and I apologise in advance. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Don't you ever apologise? Yeah, it wasn't a really heartfelt one. I know I'm fabulous. Nah. <laughs> as we all are. As we all are. Damn straight. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. We've all got COVID bodies. <laughs> yeah. Well, lockdown Lock, bodies. Lockdown yeah. bodies. COVID yeah. bodies is something different. <laughs> it's True. a little bit different. Oh, all right. I think that might be time to wrap up this wild ride. What do you think? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. yes. All right. <clears throat> Ready? One, two, three. That, that was a podcast, was a podcast called, called Fred. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for future podcasts from Fred the Alien. Follow us on our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble where you can get apparel, home decor, bags, stationeries, and frog spawn with our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team. Unibums, incompetent gamers, our live stage shows, and more. That was the Fred plug. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I've been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Cellini. I've been a Fulia Cantaramaggio. And I've been the greatest <laughs> podcaster ever. 
and you'll be sorely missed, you fat, bloated motherfucker, Marco Vista. <laughs> and you, you just, just experienced a podcast called Fred. Fred. <laughs> we gotta get we gotta get this sinking down right just once just at least once oh, it'll be a little bit better next week <laughs> was that a personal attack hmm? no yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> no so I meant the fact that Kendall will be here that's not what you meant you that's meant exactly it because I wouldn't I be here that's exactly what you meant <laughs> I caught you out young lady I caught you out mom dad why are you fighting? <laughs> Don't try to backpedal on me, Fulia. <laughs> I had innocent thoughts. I don't know about you. My <laughs> thoughts are always innocent. I see oh, beyond yeah, that smile. Yeah. Oh god. You know you know you know that triggers me. <laughs> Mums and dads triggers. <laughs> I you know, I would say thanks for listening, but <laughs> if you made it this far, good on you. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for surviving. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you very much. Thank you for surviving 2020. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not there yet, but we'll get there. Mm. It's still Christmas and you have to deal with the in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag awkward One uncles. final obstacle. Remember to eat the... Uh, yes. See. Uh, <laughs> Scene. Think that fully. <laughs> I never do. Good luck. Behind the scenes. Before we start, can yes. I um, have an intermission? Yes. Yes. That is okay. Girl, has been drinking too much water. <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, I'm connected. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take oh this my God, opportunity going. <laughs> just in case. I'm all alone. There's nobody here beside me. Oh my goodness. The windows are empty of people. We are now here with nobody in sight. I am the lone one, the lone wolf, who decided that didn't need to empty out their bladder. But you know, that's fine. I'm fine with that. I don't drink that much fluids by the sounds of it. <laughs> but that's fine. <laughs> well, at least now I get to see what's actually behind these people's heads. Mike has a full shelf, Kendall has a bedroom, and Wayne has a curtain. <laughs>